This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. You're just playing. Having fun with the world gone crazy. You know what my real theory is? You didn't is? know that. No, I think that, because I know Brian, we did the story when Brian Adams came out. Oh. He's like, it's not what you think it is. It's sexual. And I'm like, quit trying to be relevant, Brian Adams. It was about oh, the year at the time. Right. That's and, right. We did you know. it. Yeah, well, he's Canadian, so. He's like, maybe if I tell people it's about sex, they'll search me on the internet again. All right, Biden did it again. This is so, to me, this is so ugly. Either that or it's almost like one of those um, really dark psychological dramas with, with Joe Biden. I mean, does anybody ever sit the guy down and go, Joe? You told that story 20 times. <laughs> 20 times you told it. It's not true. Stop me if you heard this one. But of all the times to do this again was this time. Now, you know we had three troops killed in Jordan this past week. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, as you've seen the movies, they inform the family. They bring the folded flag. Uh, Joe Biden called one of the families. Dude, this. And I won't get into why they picked this specific family, but let's, you can look that up yourself and make your own observations uh everything's calculated dude no nothing is nothing is by chance it's not like joe said you know i really should call one of those families nothing like that ever happens it's all calculated and it's all about the campaign it's optics that's yeah and it's all you know atlanta journal constitution was invited to the home of the family that lost their daughter this week the parents are sean sanders and oneda oliver sanders uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, they knew the call was coming in. It was Joe Biden. It was Tuesday. The um, the soldier that was killed was uh, Army Specialist Kennedy Sanders, 24. Gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Biden's apologists will tell you all day today, because now the story's breaking out, and they want to get ahead of it. So his apologists are saying, oh, no, no, no. Uh, Bo, Biden's son, died because of Iraq, because he was, uh, you know, around those burn piles. You know, every time in Iraq or any other war um, theater, they 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 have to do their stuff, you know, in an outhouse or a hole in the ground. Well, when they're going to move, they have to burn all that. All the waste needs to be burnt. And a lot of that waste, I don't know if they use special chemicals or what they do, but a lot of cancers are being blamed on soldiers being around those burn piles. Okay. So, um, Joe Biden... During the call, uh, kind of sidestepped that a little bit. And here's what he said to this family that's grieving about their daughter just days in. Sean, I wish I didn't have to make this call. I, uh, I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to 
He's a pain. I've been there. My son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And, uh... My son, my son. He, in other words, he's telling the story about his son, and he always alludes to the not fact that he died in a in a in Iraq. Uh, pretty sure Bo died like five years after returning. Six years later, and uh-huh. and Bo already had cancer, and the cancer uh, came out of remit. You know, he had it again. This time it was a brain tumor that killed him. And look, this is a tragedy, no matter how you look at it. You know, I, I know what it's like to lose a child, so uh, I feel bad for Biden. How could you not? And I feel bad for anybody that loses a kid. But he's on a call with a family that just lost their daughter in a different circumstance. Something different. When, when somebody's ill in your family and you lose them, you're by their bedside. You get a chance to say goodbye. These parents didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And furthermore, they were overseas in a foreign land. And it's not really clear what happened. There seemed to have been some mistakes on our part, some mix-ups. So, you know, there's also that going around. And then these parents are grieving at home. And this... Calm down, Rick. This president somehow has to sneak in there that he understands because he lost his son in Iraq. He didn't lose his son in Iraq. That's a complete lie. But his apologists are out there all day today going, oh, yeah, you know, he did lose kind of sort of tied in. No, it was like like Smoke said, he died of brain cancer six months later. Again, six years later. Six years later. Yeah, I the good on the family for having the foresight to record the call. Well, the thing about the family is they're... They don't know any of it. They don't consume media. They're, they're very, they're very simple people. You could they just, just know that the president called them to, yeah, to give them and well wishes. You could tell they voted for him. They're a fan, and uh, they don't care. They're all you know mushy about him calling and everything, which is fine. But here's one that wasn't. In August, Cheryl Rex, the mother, Marine Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, who died August 26, 21 during a suicide bombing at Kabul's International Airport when the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, as you remember, uh, recalled her interaction with the president as she was watching this couple deal with it. This is her quote now. His words to me were, My wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag-draped coffin. That's that, a lie. No, that, is, that is a complete lie. And she says, My heart started to beat faster as I know... His son died of cancer six months after returning to the States, and that was a complete lie. Liar! 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 It's amazing. And look, anything in the meantime, I was able to get past a very important piece of legislation. And while he's he's talking to the grieving family, he's campaigning for president. For veterans in this last year. Didn't get a lot of help, but we got it passed. So now he's shy. He's, He's actually... Shading Republicans right there in on a phone call to a grieving family. Time Did he also place, ask dude. about their car's extended warranty or no? You, you think, right? You know, all he really had to do if he wanted to save face, you can easily call someone and give them your condolences and say, I know how you feel. I've been there. My heart goes out to you. And that's it. And he did say and, all of but that. But I mean, then he went to, then he kept going. So it's like, if, then you went into the details, even with the other mother of saying, I brought my, hum, my son home in a flag draped coffin, which you didn't, but you could have just said, so sorry, I know how you feel. Now, that's, that's all you got to say. To be fair, and she's right, to be fair, uh, the daughter that was killed in the drone strike uh, was posthumously promoted to sergeant, and they were very grateful for that, and that was a nice thing to do. But it was overshadowed by a multitude of 
cold campaigning and stupid lies. And it's, it's unbelievable. And then the, the irony is this. For veterans. For veterans. He's talking to them about how he's helping the veterans with this new legislation. Hello, you are, veterans are waiting for medical care. You know why? Because you have migrants, mm-hmm. illegals, taking up the beds. We had that talk yesterday. Which part about the... Uh, Migrants taking up hospital beds. Oh, were, everything. Yeah, they're even even here in Florida, we had a listener call us and say she works at a hospital. I'm not going to say which one, but they're flying migrants in to treat them and then flying them back out. And they are overwhelmed to where people that are actual U.S. citizens or even Florida residents cannot get into the hospital because they're so overwhelmed. Dude, that poor family. I'm telling you what. Can you imagine? It's so funny to see that, like, even during a call to say, I'm sorry about the loss of your child. Mm-hmm. You can't stop the pandering bull. Yeah. Nope. Just like leave it at that. Yeah, and dude. Just be done. For one speech, one small phone call, just turn it off. Speaking of pandering, uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, East Palestine happened a year ago. Okay, remember the train derailment? There was there was highly toxic material in the air. People suffered. Uh, people were taken out of their homes or had to get out of their homes, and mm-hmm. it was quite a while before they returned. They didn't know if they could drink the water. They were lied to by the EPA saying, oh, that water's fine to drink after yeah. just a, a week or two. They were Everybody like, had no, rashes and stuff. That punk Pete Budabuj uh, didn't show up. Did he ever show? He, he finally showed up won- eventually. Remember yeah. in his dress shoes? And he's like, eh, it's sticky. I can't step in any of it. But it was just so slimy because the company in charge of the rails was already sending. It was Aaron Brockovich style stuff. Yep. They send their own doctors. You fill out this form that says you can't sue us. And, you know, oh, we're here to do medical care. Fill this out. We'll uh, check up on you. But when you don't read the fine print and you fill it out, it says, hey, by the way, you can never sue us even if we did poison you and your entire family in town. Well, this next week is the one-year anniversary of that uh, disaster in East Palestine, and uh, Biden has decided, I'm going to go there now. Now? Now he's going, Peter Dushi. The mayor of East Palestine told one of our White House producers, Pat Ward, earlier this month that his preference at this point, after a year, would be for President Biden, and this is a quote, uh, he said the best time for him to come would be February of 2025 when he is on his book tour. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oof. Is that me? the best, most creative slam from a politician? Ooh. That's great. And now uh, they won't talk to the mayor. The mayor there, Trent Conaway, also said, we have heard nothing from the administration about a visit. He also said, I don't know what he would do here. Yeah, and then let's let's listen to the mayor for just a second talking about uh, his comment. And, of course, the media's like, you want to take that back, don't you? I wrote no. a letter to him uh, about a month ago. You know, I think he needed to come. And you know, I was gracious in the letter. Uh, I think he needs to see what's going on here. Do you still stand by that comment about the book tour? I 100% stand by the comment about the book tour. Wow. I, I think that's the best time for him. Him, personally, is, you know, his... Joe Biden, that's the best time for Joe Biden to come. Uh, I think the best time for him to come would have been whenever, he, you know, whenever this happened. That was great. And it was great. I love people like that. I mean, you know, stick it to him. I mean, that's the truth. You're a panderer and a liar and you just, you know, take it. Yeah, because, I mean, Joe Biden shows up there tomorrow. What are you going to do? What are you going to do now? Other right. than look around and point at stuff and get some B-roll footage of you in a hard hat, pretending like you care. And the media will carry his water. The lying media will just 
absolutely blanket the airwaves with his compassion. And somewhere in there, he'll talk about his son, I'm sure, dying from a train wreck. Um, here's a little more. Uh, two months ago, Peter Dushi asked Kareen John Mellencamp, uh, you know, the idiot at the White House, yeah. um, why hasn't Biden been in East Palestine? The president sure. said over the long weekend that he hasn't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. I just haven't been able to break. The derailment was on February 3rd. The president will go to East Palestine. He promised that he would, and he will. Uh, you he saw him. On, uh, so he was not on a break when he was in Lake Tahoe? I will say this again. The president is going to go to East Palestine, as he has said that he is committed to do. You saw time since then, many trips to Delaware. There was a Christmas week in St. Croix. There was time at Camp David. But the flight to Cleveland, Ohio, which is less than an hour on Air Force One, was too much uh, to take a break for the president until now. Again, we have no idea why this announcement is happening now, uh, except for the fact that Ohio is a battleground state in the election year that we are now in. Yeah, how about that? Dad gummit. Yeah, we caught you. <laughs> you know, you're flying to Lake Tahoe. You couldn't swing by Ohio on your way? Nope. I mean... No, this is... Uh, and now that he's like, oh, wait, no, I need their votes? Oh, uh, go back and pretend like I care. Hurry, hurry. And again, I, I have to emphasize this every time. There are people that don't consume anything but the uh, fake news like ABC, NBC, and CBS. Or, or even I had a guy to me, well, I don't listen to those. They just email me yesterday. He goes, I listen to the real news on PBS. <laughs> They're funded by the government, the very government. Republicans want to defund PBS. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're going to tell you the truth, and PBS is so pristine. Oh, they got those accents. They talk like this. And now it's time for All Things Considered. Oh, the credibility is just pouring out of their mouths all over the counter and on the floor. Get a towel. <laughs> Look, pretend intelligence. God, man, it's just pseudo-intellect bull. Yeah, but it was funny how fast that story just got swept under the rug. They're like, look, people got rashes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Tara Reid. Oh. Again, if you haven't, most people, half people in this country don't even know who she is. Well, they I mean, think it's the girl from Sharknado. They're like, they oh. think it's the actress. This is the g different girl that oh. uh, accused Biden of sexually assaulting her. I will say the actress Tara Reid's looking a little rough these days. Yeah, bless In a stairway, Tara Reid was assaulted by the president. She came forward in 2020 with a sexual assault allegation against the then-candidate Joe Biden. She's suing the Department of Justice over alleged misconduct. She should sue the FBI. I hope that's coming next. Well, next. nobody believed her when she said it. Nobody believed Paula Jones when she accused Bill Clinton. But then E. Jean Carroll, she bat crap crazy, comes out here and she's like, woohoo, I'm buying everybody a new wardrobe with the money I want. I'm like, okay. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. You and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. This gold-digging liar, I can't remember what year it happened, what month, day it was, what time of the day it was, a uh, person who went after Trump and won $83.3 million from a you know liberal judge and a liberal jury and a corrupt process. Now, who? She, she's got... She's been covered on every network from A to Z. This woman, Tara Reid, who actually was assaulted by the president that's in office right now. Nothing. Plus, get this. She's suing for emotional distress and anxiety. You know why? The FBI 
did an operation on her. Mm. They dedicated agents to harassing her. They went through her bank accounts, her social media. She's suing them for violation of Fourth Amendment rights. They violated her with FISA Act. The FISA Act is for terrorists. You know, and they didn't do that deep dive into E. Jean Carroll at all. No, because that... That's a part of the plan. You have to discredit the lady that's, you know, going after your candidate. And the lady that uh, uh, we could get to discredit Trump, that's what we're going to do. And who paid for E. Jean Carroll's legal stuff? Wasn't there somebody that called up for her? Reed Hoffman, one of the top three donors to the Democrat Party. It's all corrupt, man. It's all out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. This whole trial is out of order. I get- feel like even if you dislike Trump, if you're a woman and you've ever been in any kind of sexual assault situation... You should be upset by this. Rape is sexy, Jill. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. You're fascinating to talk to. So weird. (laughs) But, But she's getting coverage. She's a hero. But Tara Reid is a criminal that can't be trusted. And here's what's interesting to me. Tara Reid had the details. She knew the who, what, when, where's, why's. So did Paula Jones. E. Jean Carroll couldn't remember anything? Well, it's it, there's a bigger thing at play here because they're trying to drain Trump's money, essentially, is they're trying to get him to run out of money. Like, the Republican, they, they we don't have any money for him. Like, they're almost out of money because everybody's spending so much to try to keep Trump out of hock that there's not a whole lot to campaign on. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's sitting on a ton of cash, but nobody likes him. But it's I think it's just part of their way of trying to take him down is just siphon yeah. funds, get him locked up, do anything you can to keep him from running. Because between the two, it's... Does anyone really believe her or are they just happy she won because it's Trump? They're happy uh, she won because it's Trump. They don't care what the facts are. Listen to this. Tara Reid put together a book... Similar to what E. Jean Carroll did. Uh, the similar, it's the same thing. Same thing, accusing the president of assaulting her in a stairway. I mean, I'm talking, I'm going to say the word penetrating her in a stairway out in the open. She wrote this in her, her manuscript that she sent FedEx to her publisher. Mm-hmm. The FBI took it. Oh, so there wasn't some giant political donor funding her case? No. Oh, interesting. But Isn't E. Jean Carroll something? can't remember what Trump did, where it was, when it was. I've never been raped, but I have had a sexual assault attempt on me, and I can remember exactly where it was, who was around. What month it was. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's you don't forget stuff like that. Well, of course not. Here comes Governor Hot Wife. Here comes Governor Hot Wife. Here comes Governor Hot Wife. She's so hot you can't deny. Our governor, governor's back on the job here, and he's sending Texas some National Guards. Help Texas fortify this border. Help them strengthen the barricades. Help them add barriers. Help them add the wire that they need to so that we can stop this invasion once and for all. Governor pointed out Florida's had resources at the Texas border since 2021. Florida National Guard, FDLE, state troopers, and fish and wildlife. The dangers of the border crisis do not stop at state lines and are far too great for any one state to ignore or to overcome. We are prepared to stand shoulder to shoulder with our teammates in the Florida National Guard, the Florida Highway Patrol, the Florida Departments of Law Enforcement and Fish and Wildlife to provide direct support to our brothers and sisters in Texas. Absolutely. Way to go. Governor Hotwife does it again. Where's Casey been, huh? Haven't seen her. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Busy right. taking care of all the pretty children. The big, big controversy in Winter Park is leaf blowers. Oh, 
Marshmont, they're out there with those leaf blowers, those brown people. Oh, no. Oh, we must have them removed. Why is when, this a when, big deal? When, What's this annoying? What is it? If this were the other way around, and this was like in, I don't know, pick a place, Deland, uh-huh. wouldn't it be a little racist? Think about it. We have rich white people in winter park, bothered by the, snow, the leaf blowers and the awful sound. I have a leaf blower. You know, I mean, the majority of these people uh, work harder than most people for a living. And uh, and all of a sudden, they pay for those leaf blowers, at least five hundred. You're getting a commercial brand leaf blower. You know, you you paying five hundred, maybe even more. Uh-huh. Gas or electric? I'll be honest. I just bought one this uh, past year. It's like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Yeah, I have an electric one. Aren't these the same people that say stuff like, "Well, you know, if, if we don't get these uh, illegal uh, migrants in here and help them, uh, who's going to do the landscaping and and pick the vegetables, uh, Lovey?" I don't know, Farthmont. Do you remember when Kelly Osborne said that? I forget what show she was on, and she got ripped apart because it was oh, like yeah. everyone looked at her like they were they everything but sh- took their chairs and scooted away from her when she said that. Well, the aristocrats are going for a leaf blower ban in Winter Park. The majority are outraged over the city's ban on gas-powered leaf blowers. Uh, what's the reasoning? Noise? I don't know. Let me hear what this person has to say. They don't bother you. They don't, no. Because it's not like it's running all day long or right. they're blowing on you. <laughs> I hate leaf blowers. Man. They are poison. They're poisoning the planet. They are blowing dust everywhere. They're noisy. They have two-stroke exhaust, which is not regulated. All right, well, what about it when you uh, step on dog doo-doo on your sidewalk? That's going to happen when they don't clean the side. You know, I mean, come on, man. What do you mean they're ruining the planet? You're ruining the planet with your gaseous mouth. I love when he's like, things are in the air blowing all over the place. It's uh, kind of the point. They're <laughs> loud and uh, terrible. Like, this guy, he's a landscaper that was at the meeting, and he kind of brings up a good point. Well, here's this two of them. The use of gas or electric leaf blowers should be determined by the homeowner or the landscaper and not by the city. What about a generator running all day? What about a person that wants to pressure wash a home? What do they say about that? You know how loud a generator is? I mean, it's more stuff than that's loud. I mean, when the ambulance goes by, woo, do you go, turn it down, you hooligans. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. The The council on Thursday made no changes to the ordinance, which was passed in 2022, the ban on leaf blowers, but did vote on a motion three to two to put off penalties for residents and landscaping companies until January 20. Just kick the can down the road. That's what you do best anyway. Yeah. What was funny is like everybody came up and was like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? I'm like, well, we don't have anything to say. How could you possibly have fun with one of those oversized hair dryers? Like this. All right, and finally, um, the Stanley Cup thing baffled me because my wife gave me one uh, probably like six months ago. I didn't think anything of it because uh, I couldn't fit it. The cup I had was a in Yeti. Car. It wouldn't fit in my leaf uh, my leaf blower. It wouldn't fit in the cup holder <laughs> or the leaf blower cup holder. And uh, I always complained about that because it was like, I got a stupid Jeep because I'm an idiot. Yeah. If anybody wants a Jeep, I'm selling it. you're not happy with it for some reason. Not happy at all for a number of reasons. I wanted one all my life, and I got one, and I'm like, God, what an idiot. Yeah, you don't like it. Had a nice truck, too. Anyway, that aside. So um, she got me the Stanley Cup because the bottom's really small and it fits in the cup holder and my life was better. Then all of a sudden, this outrageous, just 
craziness about Stanley Cups all over the place. The first story I saw was at Target, people fighting each other to get this stupid Valentine's Stanley Cup. Can I say something controversial? Sure. I think they're kind of ugly. Yeah, they're not. They're really big and dopey looking. And, and <laughs> yeah, Rick, you're looking dopey over there with no, your Stanley. No, I mean, it's a lo- rather large container to be carrying around water, no, which I get. It, it hydrates you. It, it See, serves the purpose. I mean, it absolutely. People. Yeti. You all got the Yeti today. See, yeah. I have one of those. And I In thought it was teal. Pretty- interesting color well, it for you. It doesn't taste like metal. I'm sorry. That's my thing. The Stanley's, to me, taste like metal. You leave the water in there for a couple hours. This one doesn't. You can leave it for a day or two. I don't know why it matters, the brand. I mean, one lady, I saw one lady, she was an influencer. She's a very popular influencer. She's got millions of followers. And she was like, everyone running around looking for the Stanley Cup. And here's my $5 tumbler that I got from Five Below. And it works exactly the same way. Totally, totally. It's all about, you know, status. Yeah. So I wondered, so did a bunch of people. How did this come about? How did the Stanley Cup become this item that everybody's seeking and so popular? Well, here's this backstory. In 2020, Terrence Riley left his position as the chief marketing officer of Crocs. Oh, God. Yeah, the Crocs, and became the president of the beverage container manufacturer Stanley. Wow, that's an upgrade. For Stanley, which has been selling workaday flasks for more than a century, it was an unexpectedly fashionable hire. At Crocs, Riley had kicked off a kind of miracle. The Crocs, you notice, I mean, they're the ugliest damn shoes oh ever, God. but because of the marketing, and this is so true, this is the power of marketing, I got a degree in marketing, uh, they became really popular. So for years, the Stanley Cup didn't sell. Nobody cared. Um, the company's stock price had hovered around $13 a share. And its signature shoe, the clunky, holy, styrofoam-like uh, shoe beloved by Mario Batali and few others, sold. So they hired Riley. He became the uh, CFO, uh, I'm sorry, the CEO of um, Stanley. Now, that hire was got the ball rolling. But right. what really got the ball rolling was what I said, was eventually, along with him working and his genius, was what happened to Target, and then the Stanley Cup that was in a car that burnt to the ground, and the lady still had ice in the cup. That's right. what I was saying. I thought it was like that whole thing, because when that story came out, everybody was like, whoa, crazy, look at that. I was like, well, I guess that's a testament to their durability, and I thought that's what spurred but the whole thing. It could have been a Yeti. It would have been the same thing. Right. But it was a Stanley Cup. So hiring this guy, who obviously is really good at what he does, because yeah. he made Crocs. I mean, think about it. He took the ugliest damn shoe ever and made it a success. Then the Target craziness. And then what became before that, in between the two things, was the Stanley Cup fire. The, sh- the cup is like everybody wants one. Everybody, It's insane. Oh, I want to see the Forensics Files documentary where it shows the Crocs seat, uh, you know, the Crocs marketing guy lighting the car on fire Stop. just to make the cup popular. <laughs> it's amazing. This is Stanley, proprietor of Stanley's Cups. With the popularity of Stanley Cups, we finally got enough money to make our own commercial. We've got red Solo Cups for beer, Dixie Cups for shots, and Stanley's got the cutest teacup chihuahua. That's right, Stanlita. Plus, Stanley's <laughs> Cups fit in any budget. Not like them $40 Stanley Cups you'll get a black eye trying to buy at Target. Save on collectibles from Marvel's recent string of flops with a set of four superhero cups. 
I mean three superhero cups. Plus, we've a great selection of bras ears for the ladies. We got triple A cups for my stepniece's toddlers and tiara audition and triple D cups for my Mima's heavy hangers. Stanley's Cups <laughs> is located between the Dollar Store and Dollar General and the old location of Dollar Tree. It was a COVID testing center in between. Stanley's Cups, where you'll wish you were wearing a cup when our low prices kick you in the groin. Oh! <laughs> that was supposed to be a sound effect. Wake up, everybody! Stream the Rick Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So, big weekend here in Orlando. You know, the Pro Bowl is Sunday. Uh, all the athletes that aren't playing in the Super Bowl 58, all the big ones are going to be there. Yeah, they, they try so hard. What do you mean? It doesn't mean to compete for. It doesn't mean anything. No, no, it's just a fun thing where you can see it, but it's like an all-star thing. Like yeah. an all-star competition. Yeah, but they're, they're not... They're the... I'm sorry, the MLB All-Star competition is a little bit better because they got that East-West thing going, but... Uh, well, that base, the, the MLB thing is just a game. This is like, um, they've changed this to be almost... Like the NBA... Um, uh, it's like obstacle courses and they have yeah. different games for them to do. It's no longer just a football yeah. game. Oh, they make them do stuff? Yeah, so they have the Madden NFL head-to-head, which is two the two players, whoever they are, compete in Madden 24 using the Pro, Pro Bowl game rosters. They have something called the Gridiron Gauntlet, which is an obstacle course, um, a tug of war. They have Move the Chains, which is obviously a strength competition, um, seven on seven flag football. So there's a whole bunch of stuff for you to yeah, watch. It like, sounds like American Gladiator, it's but with NFL almost, players. It's very similar. No, the NBA does this every year. They've been doing it for like decades. They do the whole thing with all mm-hmm. the. It's a convention. Yeah. It's a, it's a basketball convention. It'll be fun, though. It's going to be, if you don't get to like go to the Pro Bowl, uh, it will be televised on both ABC and ESPN starting at three o'clock on Sunday. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. From Tampa, CJ Stroud, all that. They all they're, be they're there. so unimaginable. I what mean, mean? unimagining, uh, unimaginative. They're not very imaginative. I mean, they should have the Gronk knock him over and win. That'd be hilarious. You know, something like that where he stands there and you've got to knock him over. 
No, I love or the some, I miss Gronk. If you could do a a, a, a a from home dunk tank somehow. What do you mean from home? Like you pay money and then someone yeah. throws it for you, or like you an know, interactive you donate thing? to leukemia and whoever donates the most gets to dunk whichever player. I mean, if you're doing the whole, did you work with these people? Is that what happened? Drag a semi truck kind of thing. Okay. We went one year and it was freezing and it was raining. And I sat there in the stands and I thought, you know, when you look on TV and you go look at those idiots at that game freezing in the rain, that was me. I was that idiot. <laughs> While your husband was just skipping around the park like, <laughs> right? The other thing that's going on this weekend is Megacon started yesterday. That's going on um, all the way through Sunday. That is huge at the convention center. So if you're driving around in that area anywhere near I drive and there's a lot of traffic, you're going to know why. A lot of oh. furries. The uh, Olympic marathon trials are tomorrow. Don't yeah. Forget about that uh, as avoid well. Avoid downtown. Use someplace. I think it's going down Lake Underhill. Maybe they're running like a whole track like through downtown. So and there's going to be road closures. Should, all of it. We should do one of those. Uh, what do they call those uh, race cars that, that that go through the city streets? It's called a uh, uh, the Formula One. Yeah, but it has another name. It's called like that type the drag racing. It's, it's, it's called a what? Indy cars. No, the, um, when uh, they do, do it, it when they do it uh, in France, when they do it in place, they use the streets. It's, it has a name. Oh my God, it's so stupid. It's a it's like coffee pot. I got to think of it. <laughs> anyway, street they, racing. They should do that and the marathon trials all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it sounds safe. Yeah, th- it's, it's unsafe. I said that sounds safe. Oh, it's just such a busy weekend in town. It's I'll it be is. hiding. But the cool thing is that there is a girl from the University of Central Florida that is going to be running to try to represent the USA in Paris for the Olympics. Her name's Anne Marie Blaney, so she's going to be out there. I think it's the top three women, top three men really? go to um, Team USA. What are her pronouns? To, I don't know that she has <laughs> any. I don't know. I didn't ask her. Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> And also the Grammys are Sunday. Busy weekend. Uh, if you care, some people don't care, but if you care, the only thing I am excited about about the Grammys is Taylor Swift. No, oh. Billy Joel is going to be there. It's a new song from the piano man. A brilliant new song sounds right. So Billy Joel has his uh, brand new song out for the first time in 17 years. He's going to perform at the Grammys for the first time in 22 years. If you haven't heard his new song, it's called Turn the Lights Back On. But I see you now As we're laying in the darkness Did I wait too long To turn the lights back on He's talking about his house? I don't know. (laughs) What is he doing? Forgot to pay the utility bill. Well, he has forever. A, he's old now. He has no life experience. So he makes songs about his closet. You well, know? It sounds like he the was. The coffee pot is on. It sounds like he was having an intimate evening with a lady and he didn't want her to turn the lights on because he's old and wrinkly now. old and wrinkly now. He's still got it going on. I, I've always loved Billy Joel. By the way, Rick, yeah, sidebar. Like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Don't you badmouth Jeff Goldblum. You You're into your weird old guys. <laughs> yeah. They should start a show. Weird old guys. Jeff Goldblum and Billy Joel. I'd watch it. With Christopher Walken and on John N- Malkovich. <laughs> on NBC. So somebody just messaged us, by the way, sidebar. I, was the term you are looking for Grand Prix? Grand Prix. That's it. Because I used to play the game on, on the video uh, do, do uh, the, the video machine <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. they should do the Grand Prix with the here's a woman that divorced her husband for an interesting reason you ready for this in Turkey this woman they're only calling her AY I don't know why she filed for divorce from her husband because of his lack of personal hygiene I didn't know you could do that but I guess you can divorce somebody for anything now she said her now ex-husband 
would wear the same clothes up to five days in a row. Oh. He rarely showered. Wow. He constantly reeked of sweat. Oh. She also came to court with statements confirming her allegations from all of his co-workers. And the court not only granted the divorce to her, but ordered her smelly ex-husband to pay her $16,000 oh. for having to put up with his aroma. Ooh. Wow. Dead Wow. See, buddy? He would only shower once every seven to ten days and brush his teeth once or twice a week. Wow. No one said that. Who said that? (laughs) At least he's got the money to pay. He saved a lot not buying soap or toothpaste. Man. Um, There's something that's going viral on the internets, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. The first story that I saw before I get to the actual story was a mother that was trying this out. Now, if you have a certain kind of parenting trick that you use, that's cool. Whatever works for you. But I think it's when you start to film it and put it on the internet that people start to have a slight issue with it, which it's your kid. You can do whatever you want. But this mother took this little girl. And I have to admit, the video was pretty cute. She got some blowback, but a lot of people, for the most part, were supportive. The little girl couldn't stop cursing. She was very little. She's like three. Let me guess some of the comments. The first, the first four words are, what kind of parent are you? Yeah, Where did let, she learn this? Well, let me tell you what she did. What? So the little girl can't stop cursing. So she goes, I want you to come in here to the bathroom, and whenever you feel the urge to curse, close the door, and you can only curse in the bathroom. I want you to get it all out, and then you can come back out so you're not using profanity in front of the rest of the family. This was originally a mother and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Little daughter's so cute. She's little. And she's like, stupid bitch. <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs> she's like saying in the mirror. And the mom's outside the door and she's like, are you all done? Did you get it all out? And she's like, no. And she's like, okay, get it all out. And then she says the F word, but she says it in this cute little three-year-old way. And then, right. and then, and so then the mom's like, okay, you done? She's like, yeah, I'm all done. And she's like, okay. Well then, I guess a teacher started doing it at school when this little girl couldn't stop cursing in front of the rest of the class. I don't know if she saw the mom do it or if this is a thing and maybe she saw it on the internet. Got permission from the mother, of course. And the little girl coming into the bathroom since you can't stop using profanity and cursing in front of the other kids. This is where you come to let it all out. You got to have that release, right? And the little girl comes in. When I say this girl had a lot to release, (laughs) this was like... I kid, it was like a Louis Anderson comedian's bet. It was so, there was so much that came out all the Bill Burr tirade. It was so Eddie bad. Eddie Murphy and Raw. And I was like, my mouth dropped open, but you could tell she felt better afterwards. Yeah. So some people are wondering. Isn't that a science thing? What do you mean? They've done studies where like when you curse and let it out, oh, yeah. like it actually does de-stress, de-stress you. Yeah. 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 So it's it's interesting because- That's disgusting. I'm never listening again. Oh no, you had some people going, oh, great example of horrible parenting. But is it? Is it? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I guess to each his own if you're, if it works. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to tell other people how to parent. I only know how I parent, but um, it was, it was a funny video to watch, but this might become a thing. My child is struggling in school and having a hard time fitting in with other kids. I wish there was help. Now there is at Swearin Learning Center. Yes, we'll give your children the skills they need to use foul language just like the rest of the kids. My little Timmy loves Swearing Learning Center, right, buddy? I sure as do, Mom. Oh, wow. No matter how many times I hear you talk like that, it still takes me by surprise. That place is Yes, all of the other kids use foul language, and now your child can too at Swearin Learning Center. So, how was everybody's day today? It was fine. Mine was great as 
Timmy, where did you learn to talk like that? At Swear and Learning Center. Because I don't like it. I love it. Swear and Learning Center. <laughs> Enroll your child today. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Rick, Jill, and Smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. Oh, yeah. Well, Truly Hard Seltzer has introduced an ultra-limited edition hot wing sauce-flavored seltzer. You know, marketing departments like oh. that, they bank on people like me because I hear something like that and I go, you know what? The curiosity is going to get the best of me and I have to try it. If you go to GiveThemBeer.com right now, you can get the 16-pack, I'm sorry, the 16-ounce cans, a four-pack, 24 bucks. Would you try it? Ship right to your home. I'm not, I don't know. No. You're not a fan of hot sauce, or yeah? No, not really, no. Really? I but love I remember, hot sauce. I remember Hillary Clinton was when she was, remember that she did that speech in South oh. Carolina and she became a Southerner? All Immediately, yes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm aware. Up. I may not be the youngest candidate in this race, <laughs> but I have one big advantage. I've been coloring my hair for years. Now, anyway, if y'all excuse me, I got to go get Shelby's juice. She's having a fit. What does it have to do with hot sauce? No, that's the speech where she, she yeah, talks about hot sauce. She oh, says, okay. trying to sound Southern. I come a long way to do to do. And she was carrying her bottle of hot sauce, which was obviously one of her people bought she for her. She was carrying a bottle? Yeah. Does she have her own hot sauce? No. Oh, I no. thought no, you no, meant. No, no. She bought one of her, when she was campaigning in 2016, she one of her people gave her right before the speech you just heard a piece of hold this <laughs> and talk about it and she brought the hot sauce up and she put on a southern accent oh yeah you could tell she was watching Paula Dean the entire trip there oh, just to right. get herself ready she got the hot sauce in her hand and she got up on the podium and had the hot sauce it was ridiculous and then she started doing this weird southern drawl that obviously she never had it was pandering you know as usual That's crazy Anyway, so hot wing sauce flavored seltzer. Oh God, it's just hot you know, sauce. It's bubbly. Yeah, it spicy. I don't. That doesn't. And no. I don't like the seltzers, like the truly seltzers. I don't. I don't usually drink those, but I'd probably have to try it just to say I did. Principal at a middle school in Japan uh, undoubtedly teaches his students to obey the law, but he decided to engage in some nefarious activity. He is a caffeinated criminal, according to cops. 59-year-old, who hasn't been named, was uh, caught pilfering a little extra coffee from a convenience store where you pay based on the honor system. Uh, During his lunch break, the school staff ordered a regular cup of coffee for 75 cents American dollars, but ended up uh, pressing the button for a large cup of coffee that cost 123 However, a store clerk caught him and called the cops. Really? For that amount of money? How it, petty. It was later found that he'd super- supersized this coffee at least seven times before looking at... They went That's and looked at the dollars. video. That's so ridiculous. How petty and lame are you? Get a life. The store didn't press charges, but uh, he is being uh, suspended by the Prefectural Board of Education. Wait, so you steal a little coffee, you get suspended. You touch a child, we got to do an internal investigation before we decide. Well, he's being uh, investigated for gross misconduct, unbecoming of an educational public servant. Really? What, what, what country is this? Japan. Oh, that's oh, why. Yeah. Japan I thought is it was very here. Do you notice that some countries, if uh, if you watch or look at any of their websites, there's never any molestation, pedophilia, anything like that. They don't. They don't no. even cover it. Well, I mean, I don't think it happens because I Japan, think they'll yeah, chop your thing off. It's baked into their society. They're like. In Japan is different from Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, they'll chop your dingling off. But. Yeah, Japan, it just never happens. Like they have, what was that? You, they have you, a TV show where they send little kids to run errands. Yeah, and like everybody, because nobody would dare right 
ever laid their so? hand on a kid. Oh yeah. I think it's like community raises your children and everybody. Yeah, they have like kids. whole things baked into their culture, like the Sapoku thing. What's like, that? What's that? When you do something bad or there's like a you know, you dishonor your family or you do something terrible. They commit ritual suicide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah. no, you gut yourself in front of us like a fish because you messed up, buddy. Professor Smokestack. Professor Smokestack. He's full of random tidbits and other useless crap. I mean, yeah. I've never been to Japan, but I think I'd rather go to jail for stealing coffee. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird place. I got different stuff. Like, you know, you're, if you get caught napping at work, your boss is like, look at him working so hard. He's exhausted and fell asleep at his desk. Good job, Jenkins. You know, here they're like, get up, loser. You got 10 more hours. <laughs> All right. In Missouri, these Missouri teens took a field trip to South Florida, specifically Big Pine Key, down in the Keys. I almost moved there. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I love the Keys. You know, I know a lot of you probably think I'm, I'm really brilliant and all that. I do some dumb, Listen dumb to ass boasting. stuff, man. I know everyone thinks I'm a brilliant I didn't say everyone. Man. I said some people there have been duped to think that I have, <laughs> actually have an amazing mind. You do. No, I don't. Areas. No, this is like, there's. I do stupid stuff. I bought the Jeep. I moved out of a house that was paid for. Uh, now I'm in debt. I mean, I go, it it's, go, it's, it's like once a year. Now, um, so yes, yeah, so I actually looked into moving to the Keys and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, this is worse than going to Hawaii because I love motorcycles. I love riding right. motor. There's nowhere to ride. There's nowhere. There's one highway. There's one highway. And then there's like these offshoots, which are basically water drenched cobblestone. You just have to drive <laughs> from Miami to the Keys back and forth. It's just one lane. Just no, the, but it's over water, so it would be pretty. Yeah, but the claustrophobia. I mean, it's it's <laughs> just stuck. like there's nowhere to go, and all the traffic reports are the same. Yeah, <laughs> so you can't. It's not like they're the, somebody made a right turn. No, no, you can't make a right turn or a left turn. I didn't understand when I when I drove to Key West for the first time. I didn't get why it took so long. I'm like, it's like 82 miles. Why does it take so long? It's because it's one lane. Yeah, yeah, and you got that one guy in front going. Well, the speed limit says 25. I better do 20. I don't yeah. want to get pulled over. Those bastards. Anyway, in the Conk Republic, uh, these uh, Missouri teens came down for a field trip. They joined the Conk Republic Marine Army, which is a group of people that go out in the boats and they collect garbage. Like when the hurricane hit last time, they collected gotcha. all that garbage and they take it out and blah, blah, blah. They help the environment. It's great. Good job. But then these kids tagged <laughs> along with them and they would take them to places where it was full of junk and they would take the junk out and the kids would go, yay! And then they'd all get right. free wings with uh, the new hot sauce. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But uh, one kid comes up and uh, he found something interesting in the water. One of the students came over to me with a plastic wrapped. I said, uh, I think that's what I think it is. And turned out it was a kilo of cocaine. <gasps> we put it in a bucket and uh, called the local sheriff's office. So this is the cocaine. It is now secure in evidence at a border patrol facility. Agents tell us the estimated street value, about $35,000. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Hope oh. that's worth being a good citizen. Right? That would have been a great <laughs> souvenir to take home, right? This is the first uh, kilo of uh, anything drug-related. We haven't found any money. Otherwise, we'd be much more better funded. Those kids have quite a story to tell when they go home. They do, don't they? A little, <laughs> we keep the drug money, just not the drugs. Little, co <laughs> little cocaine humor. Uh, but one of the kids was much smarter. He called a cocaine dealer. You took out the money? Yeah. <laughs> and I got the yayo. <laughs> you took out the yayo? Yeah, right. Bring it here. <laughs> yeah, pay for your college, man. All right, so there's this Pizza Hut location. The store had to be closed for some maintenance. Something happened, and they had to close it in the middle of the day. So the franchisee put up a sign. I guess uh, the employees helped him. I don't know who made the mistake, but it's a Canadian Pizza Hut. 
Uh, the sign was supposed to say, due to unforeseen circumstances, the dining room will be closed tonight. Okay. But somebody made a mistake, according to CTV News in Canada, and it said, sorry for the inconvenience. Due to unforeseen circumcisions, the dining room would be closed tonight. That wasn't a mistake. That's a 16-year-old employee having some fun. No, it's uh, you typed in sir. Uh, uh, That's auto good enough. Tra- yeah, well, enter. They're, they're Autocorrect. Blam- just yeah. do it. They're blaming it. 85,000 uh, tweets, uh, tons of views. Uh, everybody had a good laugh. The hospital across the seat sent them a note and said, hey, that's our job. So we'll be detaching your sexual organ at the base by making incisions here, here, and here. Got it? Dad gummit. <laughs> All right. Hungry? I sure am. Need a circumcision? Um, a what now? Then come to Pizza Cut, where we're wow. serving up delicious pizzas along with circumcisions. Thanks for calling Pizza Cut. What can I get you? Yeah, I'd like a large meat lover's pizza. Would you like to add a circumcision for just a dollar? Sure, I guess so. My baby hasn't gotten it done yet. How about two for two dollars? Well, I... You'll love Pizza Cut. <laughs> the pizza at Pizza Cut is great, and the circumcisions are pretty good, too. Oh, boy, I need some ice. Pizza Cut. Get your pizza and circumcision today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, let's go over this again. We've done this before. We're going to do it again. Just because uh, I know there's still people that trust the major networks and think that they're telling you the truth and they're... Their mission in life is to be great journalists and be balanced and just give you the facts. So NBC News, this is how they do it. There's two ways to lie to you. By omission. Actually, there's three ways now. Uh, By omission, that's where they tell you the story and they only tell you half the story and half the facts and they leave the other half out to kind of lean the story into you to make you think that that's the way it happened when in fact there's much more on this side. The other way they do it is they fabricate, total fabrication. Mm-hmm. They've done that this since the election campaigning season began. They've done it every single day on major stories. Fabrications out of the blue and mostly to do with Trump. That's because you're a Trumper and you think everything they say about Trump is a lie. Well, it's not. I'm telling you, he's a blue, orange-haired murderer, rapist, bad man. I'm not going to vote for him because I'm not the end of democracy. <laughs> I wish that was so, on video. <laughs> Senator Tom Cotton. He's a Republican. Oh, no. A MAGA maggot. Mm. Is being criticized for questioning TikTok CEO Shu Z Chu. Okay. Shu Z Chu. Shu Z Chu. It sounds like a bad gum or a shoe. Now, Chu is a citizen of Singapore. He's a Singaporean. All right. He is the CEO of TikTok. There's hearings this week. They had Mark Zuckerberg. As you know, Zuckerberg had apologized to the crowd for the death and suicide of a lot of children and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Tom Cotton, all the senators were up there, even one Democrat, and were questioning uh, Mark Zuckerberg about why, you know. And that's a long story. But this guy, TikTok, is the most dangerous of all because TikTok is owned by the Communist Party of China. Well, not on paper. So questioning the CEO isn't out of the question, right? But NBC News edited the whole thing to make it sound like Tom Cotton is a racist because he kept asking him in the edited version if he's a communist or at least affiliated with the Communist Party. Well, he has to say yes. Right? You no. can't say no. You'll be in trouble. I was to say, yeah, you're not if you plan on going back to China ever again. He's they'll not chop ba- you up, he, dude. He, no, he lives in Singapore. He's not from China. His family lives in the United States. But Singapore anyway. Singapore is not part of China? No. So this is the... Uh, 
Singapore is its own country. So this is the uh, edited version from NBC. They say, Tom Cotton criticized for his pseudo, his racist remarks today. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, I'm Singaporean. Okay. Okay. Never mind the facts that the overwhelming population of Singapore, because NBC News went out there and said, how dare they claim that he's from China? Oh, what kind of questioning is that? He's a racist. And of course, dumb people who think that they're telling you the truth go, oh, yeah, this is Republicans. They're all maggots. They're mega maggots and racist and white supremacies. Anyway, so uh, the overwhelming populace is the part they leave out. The overwhelming population of Singapore is ethnically Chinese. Uh, weren't they... I okay. thought they were part of Japan for a while, no? Here's another one. Never mind the fact that that's the case, but 40 years, for 40 years, the Chinese Communist Party has had a lot of interest in Singapore. They've recruited from Singapore. Communist Chinese have infiltrated Singapore in a thousand different ways, so it's not a question that's out of the question. They do have a lot of ties. However, NBC News left the preamble, for the lack of a better term, what he said before all that. Remember, this guy, Tom Cotton, like all of them, is a lawyer. So listen to what the actual unedited part is. You said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I serve my nation in Singapore. No, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half ha- years in Singapore. Do you, have any other, do you have any other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. That's the only part that NBC played. So here's the thing. He's a lawyer, right? So, uh, and and my wife is in the law, was in the law industry when I met her for 16 years. I was pretty much in the law business myself, just watching everything she did. Right. That is a typical line of questioning by a lawyer. The questioning will establish a fact pattern, and then you mm-hmm. go forward with the questioning. NBC News edited all that out. So did ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, the typical typical news uh, fraud fraudsters. They edited all that out to make him seem like a racist. Problem is this, if you actually did a little bit of digging, not much, you would find out that the reason he's asking that is because the FBI knows that TikTok is harvesting all the data mm-hmm. that our children are entering into TikTok for their use for military purposes. I have very significant security concerns about TikTok. That is the director of the FBI. You see what I'm saying? Wow. NBC lied to you. They accomplished making Tom Cotton a Republican sound like a racist, which is something they want to do every day by editing what you just heard. And now the thing is, if you just do a little digging, that's why I keep telling everybody, take 10 minutes out of your day. It's almost like exercise. Take 10 minutes. Uh-huh. You don't have to sweat. You don't have to put on just sneakers. Just do a little bit each day. Just do a little bit of research. And here it is, the FBI director, because they don't think you're going to do that, saying that TikTok is a national security risk. Uh, and it's it's a combination of the ability that the Chinese government would have to, if they choose to exercise it, to control the collection of the data, to control the recommendation algorithm, and if they wanted to, to be able to control and compromise devices. Uh, And if you layer AI, as you're saying, right on top of all that, Uh uh, it just amplifies those concerns because the ability to collect U.S. person data and feed that into their AI engine 
um, it just magnifies the problem. China is out to destroy this country. They're smarter than us. They're more patient, and they use things like TikTok. I know that sounds insane to a lot of sixteen-year-olds. That's crazy. I like my TikTok. I just watch TikTok. Okay, well they're gathering data from your phone. They're not. It's not what you do. It's not that you're shaking your ass on TikTok. Right. They use that. Per, you know, when you get your phone and it has TikTok on it, you can never remove it. You can remove the app. But the algorithms that send this data out is still in your phone. And I never downloaded TikTok. Like, if you've... Weren't there phones that were coming preloaded with, with TikTok. TikTok? Yes. Mine Sam, didn't, but which one was doing it? I remember some older ones would come with Facebook and stuff like that, too. Now, Rick Scott here is talking about the bottom line. China wants to destroy us. They want to destroy our way of life. They're killing people through fentanyl. They're stealing our jobs. I mean, they're, 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 they're sending produce over here with lead in it. I mean, everything they're doing is to destroy America and Americans. We need to wake up. We need to ban any any business with them. Stop doing, stop buying Chinese stuff. I mean, stop. We just have to have to say, you know what? We, we you know, they were smart. They got us hooked on their stuff. We need to stop that. Look at the world. Since Biden took office, China's got worse. Russia's in, invaded Ukraine. Uh, the Ayatollah is, is supporting Houthis and Hezbollah and Hamas. I mean, you, the world is getting more dangerous because we have weakness. We get peace through strength. As, a, as Americans, we have the ability to decide what the worldwide economy is. And we are weak in every respect. Now, uh, we think we have the upper hand on uh, technology as far as social media and all that. No, we don't. That very guy right there that you heard just before, Rick Scott, is uh, Chris. Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI. Now they put out this report. It says the FBI is outnumbered and outgunned when it comes to tackling China's hackers. That's Chris Ray talking, quoting now the PRC, the uh, People's, People's Republic. Republic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Communist Party of China has bigger and better hacking programs than every other major nation combined. Damn. Yeah. Ray said that the congressional hearing on China on Wednesday, in fact, if each one of the FBI's cyber agents and intelligence analysts focused exclusively on the China threat, China's hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel by at least 50 to one. Yikes. We're in a big, big pile of big ass trouble. You know how many people don't think that's true, though? It's so funny. Like the, the younger generation that has TikTok on their phone, they, they have no idea. They don't No, whatever. It's all they think it's all conspiracy. And as soon as you say it's owned by China and they're doing this, they're like, whatever. Well, that's the thing. You know, you're going to hear ABC News run the clip like, no, he's from Singapore. Yeah, the CEO might be from Singapore. Their headquarters is in Beijing. Mm-hmm. Beijing is like the capital right in China. Like, that's where their operational headquarters are. Well, ByteDance is, the, is yeah, the company. They're the company that owns it. So just because the CEO is from a different company don't mean much. When your operational headquarters is in Beijing, not Hong Kong, Beijing. That's like super Chinese capital. We you know, know, that's the Chinese party, or communist party officials. They have like little clubs in a lot of major companies and offices. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a, it's almost like an extracurricular thing at work. You have certain people and, oh, that's our HR guy. That's our, you know, state uh, person, our, you know, PRC people. And they have like clubs where you focus on, you know, helping the People's Republic of China. And it's it's in a lot of big companies over there. So just because the CEOs from, you know, Singapore doesn't mean much when your operational headquarters is in Beijing. Somebody in that company doesn't have to be the CEO is definitely reporting to the government. Dadgummit. 
So uh, yeah, and I'll go. I don't want. I'm not going to go through my Red Dawn spiel, but these kids that roll their eyes when you tell them mm-hmm. about the TikTok app and they think you're out of your mind and you're just an old fart. Uh, they're not going to believe that until there's a Chinese uh, weapon in their face. I'm sorry. I mean that's the cold hard truth, oh. and they just it's sad. Be able to do their get ready with me videos. But we are. We are that movie. I mean that was a horrible. That movie was a B movie at best. But at the same time, we are that movie oh, right yeah. now. We really are. It. What? They even remade it. Well, yeah, it's, it's I saw the remake. You seen the video of those little kids in China? Like the game they have now? Yeah. With that, like that little, it looks like a gun, and then they have their phone clipped into it, and they scan like QR codes. It's almost like laser tag, and they get these kids to play like across the city, and it's like tweens doing mild military training. Dude, they have actual military training for elementary school children. You saw them taking the guns apart and put them back together and they get timed? And then the bayonet. How about the bayonet into the American soldier? They they lunge American soldiers with fake bayonets. You know I where mean, they train those people? Beijing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, like that's- nobody understands what's going on. That's why the biggest problem we have, and I'll say it until I'm drop dead here and take my last, the media. The media is destroying this country, and they're using stupid people to do it with. Because stupid people in large amounts, you know, that's doom. And China's already kind of a question mark, because anything that comes out of China is already filtered by their government and the Mm -hmm. state over there. So the stuff that you get from China, whether you report on it well or not, is still whatever they want you to see. And that is exactly what people like Barack Obama and Gavin Newsom and all them want our country to become. Right. Well, that's that, that's a weird thing within our government. It's They think that there's this whole mentality that in order to compete with China, you have to do what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, Justin Trudeau said it, you know, the uh, prime minister of Canada. He said it. He said what country admires the mo- most? China. Because through their system of government, they get things done. Well, yeah, it's a dictatorship. Yeah. Absolutely you get things done. Like you... Take 1.5 million Uyghurs and you put them in a concentration camp and you harvest their organs. Things are done. Uh Yeah, people look at like, well, communism's not like a dictatorship. Um, Yeah, except everybody's too afraid to say anything against the dictator, so it seems like it's everyone involved. All right, so uh, today you don't have to duck, but there's a skyscraper-sized asteroid zipping past us today. Should we leave now? Should have been called Punxsutawney, but it's called something yet. Else, yeah, they need more creative people. Yeah, it's going. Uh, it's going to pass around 1.7 million miles from Earth, which is really just like a hair. If in in space, it's not even that that thick. In space terms, yeah. it's like coming within razor sharp razor. It's not only the instant inst, in. Okay, uh-huh. it's not only the encounter. Uh, that uh, never mind. Anyway, it's three much. I gotta go home today. Uh, it's a big ass asteroid, and it's coming by today. You can't see it. It's a big ass to roll. Right, right now, it's four point five million miles away. It's going to be one point five. It's amazing how fast these things are moving. <laughs> it's like, it's really crazy. What's your contingency plan? Contingency plan? Your backup plan? You got to have some kind of backup plan, right? No, we don't have a backup plan. This is it. And this is the best that you could that the, the government, the U.S. government, can come up with. I mean, you're NASA for crying out loud. You put a man on the moon. You're geniuses. You're, you're the guys that think shit up. I'm sure you got a team of men sitting around somewhere right now just thinking shit up and somebody backing them up. You telling me you have a backup plan that these eight Boy Scouts right here, that is the world's hope? That's what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's the, that's the messed up part. Even if it was headed right for us, what are you going to do? Get a catcher's mitt? You're done for. Bear has to pay a Pennsylvania man $2.25 billion in a verdict that sends a clear message to the multinational corporation and, and, uh, and their product, Roundup. 
Oh. Who? Oh, Bayer. Yeah, jury awarded the man the sum of, uh, well, they bought um, uh, uh, the company that does, you know, uh, Roundup. Yeah. That's the stuff you kill your grass with. Yeah. So uh, now the chance, I'm not, now look, I'm not going to play doctor here for a second, but I've been told by doctors, yeah, you know, it's not good to use. It, it's a definitely carcinogen, but uh, don't it get works, it. It works though. Don't get it on your, <laughs> does. Don't get it on your skin. And if you're just somebody that goes out once every three months and just kills some weed. Yeah. Probably okay. Wear long pants and wear gloves, and don't wear a long wear a short sleeve. Don't wear a short sleeve shirt. Wear a long sleeve shirt. All that stuff. But it's this is about people that work in farms oh. and maybe landscapers who do this on a daily basis. Uh, it's pretty dangerous. The ingredient in Roundup wasn't. Didn't they find it in like a food or something too? Yeah, fake no. There's meat. traces of it in food. Fake, yeah, I think it's the fake meat, isn't it? I don't know what it's in. It's it's in everything we eat because they use all this stuff on farms and then it rains and then the water runs down into the farm next door that's doing organic. Mm. Yeah. Then all of a sudden the organic food has got right. traces of, uh, what's the name? Glutamate. Glutamate? No. Glyphosate. I thought it was a glyphosate. 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 You're right. Yeah. From Roundup in it. And what's funny is like, the which parent company is it? That they own Roundup, but they also own like food makers. That's bad. No. What is it? Bear owns the company that owns Roundup. Anyway, the plaintiff is 49-year-old John McKibbinson. Uh, he developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after using Roundup on his property for two decades. So they gave him $2.25 billion. Wow. Yeah, we got, is he going on TV to offer Rachel Maddow fabulous prizes and a shopping spree <laughs> or no? Finally, the U.S. government has raised its travel alert for Jamaica. I love Jamaica. And the Bahamas. Yeah, I know. It's such, God, Jamaica's beautiful, but it's so it's dangerous. You'll well, get knifed. You'll yeah, anytime get knifed. you go to Jamaica, if you're going, whether it's an all-inclusive resort or your cruise ship happens to stop there, you can't leave where well, we that did. little area. We took one of those little uh, jungle cruises and went up to the mountain and everything came but that back. that was one of the excursions yeah, for the Yeah, but they're the not going to defend right? you. It's some guy with a rickety bus. And yeah, <laughs> he could be getting paid by the buddy. It's like, I'm delivering a whole bunch of people with purses and wallets. Yeah, Check it out. and he's selling pot to you and everything. Yeah. You got to be careful. I had a buddy that lived in Jamaica for a while uh -huh. when he was young. And he said, you know, there's big weed plants stretching over the sidewalk. And he went and kind of like picked a nugget off. He's like, oh, I'm in Jamaica. Out of nowhere, this dude leaps over the fence with a machete. Yankee boy, don't steal my weeds. They're chasing him down the sidewalk no. with a machete. Dude, yeah. it, is the, it is the commerce there. Weed is Jamaica. It's, it's, it's crazy. State Department announced that uh, Jamaica and the Bahamas, a slew of murders happening in the last few days. So it's a level two advisory urging Americans to exercise increased caution if you're going to that island. If you're not, don't. Do you think that that is going to change the course of some cruise ships? Because almost every cruise ship has oh. at least one stop in the Bahamas somewhere or Jamaica. Maybe they just do a, a all right, we're going to dock here. You can't get off, but look at it. Yeah, the homicide rate, rate reported by the government of Jamaica has uh, for several years been among the highest in the Western Hemisphere. What? Oh, it's yeah. a small area of land to have that high. And it's so pretty. Let's, uh, let's check in with the State Department. The U.S. State Department is issuing the following travel alert for Americans visiting Jamaica and the Bahamas. To avoid danger, do not act like an American. Do not make friendly small talk with strangers. No one else in the world does that. If you encounter someone who does not speak English, do not attempt to communicate by speaking English only louder and slower. <laughs> do not tell locals you love their accent. Never use the word soccer. Do not ask for ranch dressing or free refills. Do not ask if the price includes tax. No tipping. And above all else, do not wear pajama bottoms to the restaurant. 
If you are a victim of robbery, do not resist. Hand over your wallet and don't be surprised if the thief has no interest in your $75 Stanley Cup. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of State. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM, the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Explain your situation for an evaluation. Are you the a-hole here? Call us up, we'll tell you now. So here's a woman wondering if she's the a-hole for asking this of her husband. She says she's been earning a significant income. She expects it to grow in the coming years. Um, Her investments are maturing. It makes her reasonably wealthy is how she identifies herself. She doesn't say rich, but she says reasonably wealthy. On several occasions, she's told her fiancé that no marriage would be happening without some kind of financial protection for her. I don't know if she's been burnt in the past or I don't know what he does for a living. They kind of leave that part out, so I don't know if he's like a... Garbage guy? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Which pays a lot. Right. So I don't know if he's a stay-at-home, a, a self-made entrepreneur. I don't know what he does. It doesn't say. Um, Are you I, implying that she, he doesn't make as much money as she do, maybe? By reading the story, that's what, when you read her point of view, right. that's the kind of feeling I get, but I'm not. I'm speculating. Gotcha. Um, at the time when she brought this up, when they mm. were engaged, he agreed. Um, but then... The lawyer and the actual drafted documents came, and when she put it in front of him, he acted like he was super offended, especially because she put in there an infidelity clause. If he cheats on her, he gets nothing. Ah, that means he already is. He was offended, but he still signed it. But then after he signed it, she was like, I feel really bad now, and he's acting different. Am I the a-hole for asking him to sign a prenup? I feel like it's so touchy. That is a hard one. It is. Unless you're like the, Princess Di, I feel like the the um. You probably wish you had one. At some I know point, what eh? I no. I know what I would do. No, I know. Even even though that happened to me, I know what I would do. I would I would not want one. I don't think I could because it, it's supposed to be the whole for better or for worse and blah blah yeah. blah. For richer if, for poorer. Well, actually, leave that part out. For better or for worse, and then <laughs> if you end up being a jerk, I'm. Gotta stay you, rich and you'll stay poorer. If this is like your second or third marriage and you're an heir to a throne or some multi bazillion dollar fortune and this is your third wife and she's 40 years younger than you, I can kind of well, understand yeah, that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it depends on a lot of circumstances. How much you're money right. does it take before you say, hey, maybe I need one? You know, that's a good question because to me, the prenup in this situation says, I don't trust you. Yeah. But well, I yeah, mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much what it says. But at the same time, don't you think it's her right and I feel like she discussed it with him and he was fine with it and although he was offended he still signed it and her, maybe her guilt is telling her something. I don't know. I don't know well, what to think. Well, I Just hand me your verdicts and a piece of paper. Don't say anything on the earth. Okay. Here's mine. Okay, Smoke, you got yours? Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, the verdict is that she Yeah, you're the a-hole No, 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 wait, really? wait, wait, stop it. No, no. Okay, well, see, that's let's not what I wrote down. try this one. You're not the a-hole here. Wait, I changed my mind. I, I changed my mind. No, no, no. Let's go back to... <laughs> yeah, you're the a-hole here. I don't know. I'm having mixed feelings. All I, right. The thing that gets me is if... <laughs> He, he was okay in the beginning when she mentions it. Right. And then once presented with the paperwork, now he's offended. Maybe but was he, he was offended hoping... by the infidelity clause 
specifically? That's what it sounds like. From the story, that's what it sounds like. He saw the infidelity clause and he was like, in a minute. That leads me to believe yeah. he's already well, that's a cheating. Trust, that's a trust issue. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I want a guarantee, though. Is there a pre-boob, like, like a sign of thing you won't lose your boobs? What if they sag below a certain yeah, level? Yeah, over a, a certain level, you, you get, get to just, return you just the get product. Out. The marriage is just annulled. <laughs> For a new one. <laughs> yeah, because that's pretty much what attracted me yeah. to you. How many sections of this contract do we have to fill out before we get together? In so, the unlikely event that you leave your socks in the sink, I will retain all rights so to liquefy the bank account. She has to keep her boobs. I mean, if your sack drops into the toilet water when you sit on the toilet, does no, she we, get any kind of repercussion? We, we, we could do that. We could, we could put, <laughs> it could go both ways, absolutely. But I the, mean, the girl the, needs something, too. But the money thing is just, that's just mistrust. And why would you marry somebody if you don't trust them? Any ear hair longer than one inch will be grounds for dismissal. <laughs> but the boob thing, that's clad. Okay. <laughs> so when you were single, Rick, Whoa. and this is, I smoke, you can chime in on this too. When was that? The declaration is just signed <laughs> and then, okay. When you were a bachelor, um, did you, what did your, what did your, I don't want to call it a bachelor pad. What did your apartment or your house look like? Oh God. <laughs> the a, tree stump coffee table? Yeah. I had a few of them. Yeah. Did I, you really, was it clean? Was it stylish no, or did you have no, like the Budweiser no. sign no, up on was, the wall? No, cinder blocks, stereo system, wires hanging out, uh, yeah, you know. You can't afford furniture at that point in your beer life. Beer cans, it's, coffee stains, uh, you know, bongs half empty. A you know. couch you found on the side of the road. It's Well, sort of, yeah. So there's true. girls that are sh- talking about red flags that they've seen in guys' apartments or homes. Um, there's a couple. One of them, this female says, if they only own one towel and it's a poor quality <laughs> and it's always dirty. I, I would leave as a friend. <laughs> um, Dude, you only have one towel? Yeah, bud. What am I I gotta to? go, man. I've dated this guy. A sheet nailed to the wall over the window instead of a curtain. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. That's every band that. guy in the USA. Don't let the daylight come in. Uh. Uh, a ripped out page from a nudie magazine that's just taped to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully no a, socks nearby. When I was a kid, I had a whole uh, garage attic that was wallpapered in centerfolds. I did. Um, not specific to men, but anyone who's had a week's worth of worn clothes and towels let just left on the floor all gross. Well, yeah. it depends on how much laundry you got. That's happened. Here's something that I will judge you for now, whether we're dating or not. I could just go to your house, and that's a dirty bathroom. Oh, yeah. Bathtub with hair trimmings, dirty mm-hmm. ring around the tub, body hair everywhere, yeah, chunks no. of toothpaste stuck to the sink. Oh, that just gets me. You see it right there? The toothpaste? It's a dollop. You can't... You're in the I, sink already. Just rinse it. And you don't know people are coming over? Like, I went to a... I, told, I tell the story all the time. I went to a party one time. A party. There was like 35 people in this house. One bathroom. You didn't think to clean the bathroom? You have 35 no, people over. No. In the sink, when the toothpaste gets in there, it hardens, and then you have to... Oh, yeah, chisel it off. Yeah, and, and that's disgusting. 35 I mean, people over, you didn't clean the bathroom. No, and it was like a nice party, and it's like, what? you didn't, nothing, nothing said. I have one person over, and I'm like, gotta go clean the bathroom. It's yeah. always clean, but I you make don't sure it's ultra clean. One or two friends that you're like, I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, no, I'm always going to care. If the bathroom ha- is dirty or it's getting dirty, because I live with all boys, but it's like, so I have to go clean the toilet. They don't never do it. You should it. do a mandatory sit down to pee. Mandatory sit oh, to pee. Who's keeping track of that? Who's um, enforcing well, that? Well, you could have like you know, put the toilet paper uh, way down, so no matter what, they wouldn't use that to pee though. You close um, the door. Jill's, Jill's behind the door, going, "Sit down." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would never. Uh, you know what? I I go in a lot of public restrooms, and you know, like most people, 
I got to speak for my species. What is wrong with you? Why do you feel the need to spray all over the floor you know and the I'm back saying? wall? Other people. And then the other thing is, I sound like a woman. You you don't lift the seat. What do you, you, you pee all over the seat. Monsters. Somebody, somebody has to sit there later. What is wrong with you? What is this? Is that, is that some kind of macho insecurity? I don't know. It's the hairs for me, man. You yes. step up to the urinal and you see this giant spiraling thing coming off the edge. I'm like... What do you have going on down there that you're just dropping fluff everywhere? Yeah. Dude, I, that's a, you're getting me going. The thing with hair with men, what is it with men? My uncle, my, my grandfather, and men in my family, they got they got wigs coming out of their nostrils. Wigs. I mean, they're, they could harvest it and do a Bosley implant in the back of people's bald heads <laughs> and have a full head of hair. There's a thing. There's a, there's a thing you can get rid of it. Wow, you look really good. Did they but take see, the hair from the back and put it towards the front? No, no, they pull it from my nose and ears and then staple it in. There's a grooming thing and then there's a hygiene thing, and I feel like the difference is like you can groom yourself because this year I ran it. You can groom yourself in your bathroom. It's your bathroom. Groom yourself. But if people are coming over, could you maybe clean up the little bitty nose hairs off of the sink so when someone goes to use your bathroom and they're going to wash their hands, they don't have to look at your nose hairs or the hairs in the toilet. I know what you did there. I know you still, I know exactly, I live with boys and you stood over the toilet naked and you buzzed your hair down there. You're no, trying they to crimp up and it's all over the toilet seat. And Seriously? Then you, you know, I've gone to people's houses and I see the little hairs there and I go, I know exactly what you did but you didn't think to clean it up after yourself? I am shocked right now. I can't even. Oh my God. <sighs> you know, a fingernail clipping I would rather see the clipping than see you with the long nails and the mm. dirt caked underneath Gross. and go to shake my hand. I'm like, no, we nails don't need to are touch. another thing. Yeah, when I can see the scum beneath your nail and it's like way too long and I know it's not on purpose. The other thing is if you walk into someone's house and there's no fitted sheet on the mattress, it's just a mattress and like an old pillow with no pillowcase, but it's got drool stains on it. Yeah, big, hopefully orange, drool. Big orange stain in the middle. Nasty. Nasty. Well, this was that time I got drunk and I didn't get up in time, but... <laughs> All right, so tell but me clean you, it with a rag. <laughs> tell me what you think about this. Uh, this girl says, uh, a particular group of my coworkers love to gossip. Recently, I overheard them talking about my coworker. Let's call her Sarah. I know Let's for, call her Jill. I'm sorry. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> I only gossip when it's really juicy. Um, I know for a fact that what the gossipers were saying about Sarah isn't true, and it's actually pretty mean. I'm friends with Sarah, and I want to defend her, but I don't want to become the next target. Should I defend my friend, or should I stay out of it? Yeah, you're the a-hole here. You're the prima donna. Did you take a marijuana? I think that if you really want to stick up for somebody, have the guts to stick up for somebody. Do you know what I'm saying? If somebody was talking about a friend of mine that's actually a real friend of mine... Mm -hmm. And I know that that's not true. I'll be like, that's, I get what you're doing, but then no, it's 100% wrong. Right. No, I have no problem butting my nose where it doesn't belong. I, have, I do it every day when I leave the station about you guys, so. You talk about us? No, I defend you. Do you really? Yeah, I get accosted every single day. Do you really? What do you I have to say about do us? Do not. I'm kidding. Yesterday, you got a hate mail. I know. My first one in forever. You're so upset. I got like 20 a day. She gets one, and she's like, I can't believe you like me. No, because it was, <laughs> if you don't like me for a certain reason, I'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I have people that'll say, I don't, Jill's a little much because she's always happy. I'm like, I get it. That's fine. You don't have to like me. I, yeah, go, I know I'm depressed. a little much. Tell your Pollyanna Patty to stop it. <laughs> I'm not for everyone. Um, and today is Groundhog Day. Oh, it is? Again? Yes. Okay. What do you mean again? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Do you want the special Groundhog intro? I don't get- care. Right. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. Today's the day 
when will I know if it'll warm up soon or still be really cold? Well, what should we drink today? Just stick your head out of your hole. It all depends if you see your shadow. Phil. To the groundhog. It's Groundhog Day. It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. That gummit. Hey, when does uh, when does Punks Tony Phil come out of the thingy? I don't know. It's like nine o'clock, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or is Just it earlier? Than nine. I know they'll show it. They usually show it, and we have it on. What do they do? They have a name for the guy that pulls him out? Yeah, he's the grand. I almost said it. I he's can't the say it. So What were you gonna say? <laughs> I can't say. Why? Because Just dance around word. it. Oh, dip. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Didn't he bite him last year? Uh, oh, I think he, yeah, he did get bit uh, last year or the year before. Somebody got chomped by him. So here's the thing. So you know this takes place in a place called, hold all giggles, Gobbler's Knob. Mm. So obviously it sounds a little bit dirty. So try to try to hold all laughter if you can manage it. Gobbler's Knob? I have it highlighted for you. You do? Uh-huh. If oh. you look down at the piece of paper, see the highlight? See, this is what I do for you. I color code things. Oh, that's what those blotches of ink are. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering what that was. Warning. This station is about to bring you Groundhog Day results that may contain the words Gobbler's Knob. Although it sounds filthy, Gobbler's Knob is simply the location of Punxsutawney Phil's borough. Be advised of such phrases as, there's something furry on Gobbler's Knob, or Gobbler's Knob can be slippery when wet, and possibly something's about to shoot out of a dark hole on Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Boss Rocco. All right, here we go. Um, Do you know that in jails... Female prisons, there's constant sex going on. Really? Imagine, yeah. I would, I would imagine in the male prisons, too. According, according to biker chick Jamie Burgess, uh, she wants to be able to live stream women's prison cell block orgies on OnlyFans. Okay. Currently serving time at Topeka Correctional Facility, uh, Burgess says that the women who've never been with women usually end up with women before leave wanting women. It's the craziest thing, Burgess says. She's sitting in the lockup where there's a five-woman orgy, and she wants to be able to put that on the uh, CCTV and feed it to OnlyFans. What do you think, everybody? Good idea? Bad idea? I was about to say who's going to watch that, but I thought I'd get a dirty look from both of you. Well, yeah. Incidentally, sex toys are a big no-no, but you smuggle one in, you can get as much as 100 bucks for it. Wow. No matter how much it costs. And a few chocolate milks. That's right. So. Wow. Well, you know, I can't imagine it's all like you'd think. Pretty hot chicks and stuff? No. Well, what was that show when they came out with Orange is the New Black? Um, well, they had I, like, Orange is the New Black, which was the... Glamified version of yeah. women's female prisons. They're like, oh my gosh, girls' prisons. Look what goes on. I'm like, no, they kill each other with broomsticks. Dude, it's not ever, as hot as they make it seem. If you ever watch Jailbirds, it's oh, on yeah, Netflix. Lockup. Oh my god, dude, that will scare you. If you have a kid that's acting up, to show them that. But show them one episode, one. Scare them straight. Chaotic video footage shows JetBlue passengers restraining a British man on a flight to New York after he allegedly got drunk and became aggressive. Uh, the clip reportedly shows the fracas. Why did it say reportedly? I could see the video for myself. You don't have to do the legally thing. Allegedly. No, it's there. We can see it. Reportedly showed the fracas. The fr- yeah, you, that's the other thing. News. Nobody says collision. 
You don't call your wife and go, honey, I'm sorry, but I just got in a collision. No. I, got I crashed the effing car. Come yeah. get me. I'm getting I'm in big trouble. Collision. Fracas. What's the other words they use? Uh, kerfuffle. No. No? <laughs> um. Anyway, this fracas was on board that flight from London to JFK on Tuesday. The footage appears to show a man attempting to fight off multiple passengers, holding him down. They finally put him in a chokehold and wrestled him down to the ground and taped him up, and they proceeded with their flight. They didn't have to turn around. Imagine. You know how that goes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... It's a Ryanair flight. I feel like a lot of that stuff happens on Ryanair. No, this is JetBlue. This is JetBlue? That's shocking for JetBlue. I always expect Spirit. This isn't the British guy? Going to Croatia? No, yeah. No, he's not going to Croatia. He's going to JFK JFK from from UK. Oh, I'm looking at the completely wrong story. Thank you. How many airplane freakouts we got today? A lot. This week there's been three. Oh, yeah, the peeing lady. Well, that that happened months ago. That was October, but she got sentenced. Not sentenced. She got uh, charged. This week with a felony, yeah, for showing her her, her all well, of her all of her holes to to children <laughs> on the plane. You peed in the aisle. It's well, she didn't actually pee, but she did pull her pants down and bend over, and everybody got a show. And then oh, that's so when I, she pulled her pants up, and she's like, "I don't even care. I gotta go." See, that's the worst. You pulled it out and you, you I know. subject yourself to that, and you didn't even get the relief. No, Ugh. I know. Three-year-old boy in Queensland, Australia, climbed into a claw machine. You've heard these stories before. I don't know what it is with the claw. You know what? Nobody watching their kids. Anyway, he ended up uh, needing a rescue from the cops. They came out there. They told him to get in a corner. They broke the window. Yep, cover his eyes. He didn't cover your eyes. Fine. Ready? Here they are. Lift the kid out. Very excited. Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah, Australia. What a strange place. Pick which glass covered prize you want there, buddy. <laughs> Man, I, do you think it was one of those ones that had like the little iPhones in it? I don't know. No, this had all stuffed animals, and he was having the time of his life. He didn't yeah, want to get out. Right. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful. Some of them, because there's not real iPhones in there. They're like e-phones or something like that. Really? The little claw like doesn't have any grip, and you can tell when it clacks off of something that there's no way you would have picked anything up. I know. They're addictive, though. Yeah. Okay, passengers aren't the only ones getting reprimanded for in-flight phone use. United Airlines is threatening to crack down on even uh, flight attendants who use personal devices aboard the aircraft per a leaked memo taking off online. Use of a personal electronic device and or accessories not permitted while customers are on board the aircraft with the exception of a crew rest. I don't know what that means. Like if you're in a 12-hour flight, you probably get a break where you can go Ah, sit down and chill for a little bit rather than be on your feet for 12 hours. uh, Rick, in your airplane expertise, um, how much does that stuff really mess with the equipment? I don't think it's for the equipment, though. I think it's because they said that you're not approachable if you're on a device and somebody needs something from you. They're not going to walk up to you. Oh, is that why they tell the passengers she, to put it down, too? No. no. They say it interferes with it. Uh, that's not or been, is that just an excuse? That's a thing that's never been proven. I know they keep doing that. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know what the... the well, because their radio stuff communicates on like an upper high-frequency band, kind of like Wi-Fi, I thought. No, I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't. There's never been any incident where a cell phone got uh, interfered with uh, navigation equipment ever. Really? Never. Yeah, because I used to adhere to that. I'd be like, oh, i got to put my phone in airplane mode. And then after a while, I'm like, what are you going to do? There's so many things that don't make any sense. I know some things that do make sense. You know, do you ever notice that when you're flying into at night, you're landing uh-huh. and they turn the lights almost off, they turn them down yeah. really dim. You know what that's for, right? 
But in case you crash at night, you won't have to adjust to the darkness. You're already adjusted to it. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, yeah, if I'm you dead crash, serious. you're dead, so well, it's going to be pretty dark. That's a little anyway. morbid. You could skid on a swampy part and end up in the water, and you want to be able to see right away. That's why they did the oh, lights. Oh, so it adjusts your eyes? Yeah, it adjusts your eyes to darkness, so when you crash, you can see around where you had to get out and all that stuff. What and- What other little seemingly innocuous things that are preparing me for some eventual disaster? <laughs> There's all kinds of things. Look it up online. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff you don't know about. Oh. Um, I heard a rumor. Can I can I say? Yeah, it? sure. And this was from an airline attendant, so a flight attendant. I don't know if this is true, but this is what I saw. They said that if you, the reason they tell you to put your head between your knees is so that if you have like a really horrible crash, that it almost guarantees that you die because you'll break your back. Because if you survive a plane crash, then the lawsuits will be astronomical. That's oh. what I just saw online. Yeah, that I'm not I sure if that, it's true. That, I mean, it, that, that, I don't you don't do that. that in a car. You have a seatbelt to keep you back. I think that's to protect your head to get down. To protect you? What if you, don't so, you crunch into the thing in front of you? Not a whole lot know, of room but, there. But yeah, flying. I can't even put my head down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's for. That's a good question. Yeah, though. the crash positions are very interesting because when you look at crash positions for any other vehicle, they're not that. I don't know. Um, I know Domino, our afternoon DJ, when I drove in his car with the first and the very last time, <laughs> I, I was in the crash position the whole time. Why? What do you do? Slow down! I'm putting my head down because he was crazy. Drives like a bat out of hell. Rick's like a cat going to the vet trying to climb on. I won't go in his car. Really? Oh, dude, he was on two wheels at one point. I was like, no. Well, was this when he had the Mini Cooper? Yes. Yeah, you take that thing around a turn at too high a speed, like you feel it jump over. <laughs> All right, so uh, United argued that flight uh, staffers can't provide visible and attentive service if they're on their phone. That's why they did it. Yeah, I get it. So no phone for you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. We're about to start our initial descent. Flight attendants will be coming around to wait. Kathy, what are you doing? Are you on your phone? You're on Tinder again, aren't you? I told you all to stop using your phones during the flight. Please swipe left on that loser and put your phone away. Anyway, flight attendants will be Jeffrey. What you doing? I know you're playing Wordle. The answer's Apple. I did it this morning. Now put your phone away. Anyway, my co-pilot and I are going to take this puppy down. And Bill, what are you doing? You're posting selfies, aren't you? I know you're posting selfies because I follow you and I just saw one of your selfies. And I guess I'm guilty of using my phone, too. (laughs) We know you have a choice which airline that has a staff that uses their phone that you fly on. And I guess you chose a selfie. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like his jokes. They're jokes, right? Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, our president uh, called one of the families of the fallen soldiers from Jordan. That happened earlier this week. Three of them were killed, and one of them... Is, uh, is a woman by the name of, do I have her name here? I do. Let me let me tell you their parents' uh, na- her parents' name. Uh, parents are Sean Sanders and Oneida Oliver Sanders. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution went to their home when President Biden called. He called to, uh, you know, give his condolences and all that. And, and, of course, their daughter was killed in Jordan, as you heard. Special uh, Army Specialist Kennedy Sanders, 24 years old, gorgeous, gorgeous woman. And um, a fine soldier, as I understand. Now, I don't want to be accused of what I accuse the networks of doing and playing something out of context. So I will tell you the context of this whole thing. I can't play you the whole call because it's just repetitive. Biden just keeps on droning on and on and on. I know how you feel, blah, blah, blah. 
But the the important parts of the call is what I'm going to play you. Okay. Now picture that. You just lost your son or daughter overseas in a foreign land in a war that we have not engaged in after they've hit us 160 times. That would make me a little angry. So uh, these people weren't angry at all, which makes me think, and they were grieving. I mean, I'm not putting anybody down here. I'm just saying the, the situation was a little weird. They're obviously not people who are well-informed or listen to the news or know what's going on. They, they think Biden's the greatest thing since sliced cheese. So they're glad he called. But the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is a left-leaning newspaper like the rest of them, was there to record it. And I, I don't know if they knew this was coming. I knew it was coming because he does it every time. And other newspapers and other websites and other news organizations have pointed that out. Not many, but some of them. The main networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, didn't even air that part. They took it out of context and only put the good parts in. But I'll give you the good part first that Biden told the parents. Uh, he told them that um, Army Specialist Kennedy Sanders, 24, would be posthumously promoted to sergeant. They were very happy about that. The rest of the call was, I feel your pain. I mean, all the right things to say. But unfortunately, something that he's brought up at least 11 times before is the big lie. Man. And look, tragedy the tragedy is the same for him as well as it is for these parents. Uh, he, you know, Biden lost Bo, his son. Right. But the fact that he goes out there and lies about it to pander to somebody, to me, is like I just touched dog doo-doo. I just want to clean my hands after I listen to it. This is Joe Biden talking to the family. Listen to this. Sean, I wish I didn't have to make this call. I, uh, I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to ease the pain. I've been there. My son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. My son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. That is a flat-out fabricated lie. And his son... Unfortunately, again, you know, when somebody loses a child, it's perhaps the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Died of brain cancer six months after returning from Iraq. Then the apologists for Joe Biden explained it like, oh, well, uh, Bo's death was because of the burn piles in Iraq. And that's how he got brain cancer. Well, the truth of it is he had cancer before he was in remission. It came back. Nobody can sit there and say it definitely was what happened in Iraq, although that could happen. But he made the story that he tore it, twisted it to make like his son also died in combat in Iraq. Right. That never happened. These people obviously were oblivious and it just went over their head. So then after the Atlanta Journal-Constitution posted that video on their website and it went viral and other people posted it, uh, uh, Cheryl Rex, the mother of Marine Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, who died in August 26, 2021, started calling everybody. I started telling her how she felt about this because she also lost her son. She lost her son in Kabul during the international airport, at the international airport during our sloppy uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. She recalls her interaction with Joe Biden. Quoting now, his words to me were, my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag draped coffin. She says, my heart started beating faster when I heard that. I started shaking, knowing full well that their son died of cancer six months after returning to the U.S. on stateside, that they were by his side and I wasn't by my son when he got blown up in, in Afghanistan. It's, it's all he could have said. All he had to say was, I know exactly how you feel and I'm so sorry. And then between, leave it at that. Yeah. 
in between everything, he said the right things. And look, anything in the meantime, I was able to get past a very important piece of legislation. See, that bothers me more than anything. Then he's on the call and he starts talking about, first of all, he throws a, think, I mean, think about the context of this situation. And in that call, two crying parents, it's only been four days. He starts talking about legislation for veterans and he starts talking and dissing Republicans. For veterans this last year, didn't get a lot of help, but we got it passed and it it had benefited. I've always said from the time I've been involved, we have one sake. We have a lot of obligations in the country. We only have, and I've been, this is the God's truth. We only have one sacred obligation: to prepare those we send in the harm's way and care for them and their families when they come home. And that's what we're doing. That would be great. That would be the greatest thing to say if, in fact, it was true. Right now, veterans are waiting for medical care in some places for months because you know why? You want to guess? Uh, immigrants? Illegal immigrants are taking those spaces. In veterans, no, it's insanity. Well, also, we have veterans on the street, but we don't, the immigrants are put in hotels and given rooms, and hell, they empty out civic centers and rec centers. Kids can't go there anymore. We need room for the immigrants. That's so terrible. Like, you make such a sacrifice for right. your country, and you don't get taken get. care of at and all. The, and the thing that really, really chips my ears. I sent you the video yesterday. Remember those immigrants that attacked the police officers? I'm getting to that, yeah. Oh, you are? Okay, I won't take, I won't steal your thunder. Go no, ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll do it next. Hold on. I'll move it up just for you. Hold Thank on. you. Okay. Because it had to do with the immigrants, and I just Go don't. Ahead. Ungrateful people really irritate me, and I could see if you're seeking refuge and you want to come over to this country, and you're so grateful that you have a chance to live a life now, and you're escaping harm to be here. But when... Tell a story. Okay. Basically, what happened was a Times Square. There was a, there's a shelter there. There's an immigrant shelter that used to, I don't know what it used to be, but it's now an immigrant shelter for illegals. Uh, interesting. They're mostly men about 20 to 24 years old. I mean, that aside, but that's what's going on there. A fight almost broke out between two factions there. Remember, there's a lot of gang members. Uh-huh. The police were called. Only uh, one car showed up with two cops in it. Uh, they tried to calm everything down. One guy from one of the illegals kicked an officer, and that, and that started the whole thing. Then they started fighting, and they started pummeling the officers, kicking them while they were on the ground, and uh, eventually four of them were arrested. So Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, said this. It's something that should certainly be looked at, and she's talking about deporting them immediately. She actually said, this is something we should look at. Really? It's something we should... Get on the phone, you idiot! Anyway, the Democratic governor speaking to reporters Wednesday was asked about the shocking beatdown of the new NYPD and whether the asylum-seeking suspect should be deported now. She responded again, I think that's actually something that should be looked at. It's definitely worth checking into. I mean, these, are, these people, how are they holding office? Here's a next quote. These are law enforcement officers who should never under any circumstances be subjected to physical assault. It's wrong on all accounts, and I'm looking to judges and prosecutors to do the right thing. Okay, that happened, right? Mm. Do you know what happened next? (sighs) Breathe, Jill. Breathe. Don't curse on the air. Don't lose your job. (laughs) When all four of them arrested, three of them got out in three hours. How? Three hours? And then? Then the fourth immigrant actually was put in jail overnight and was released this morning. No bail. Okay. And then? If that wasn't bad (laughs) enough, if that wasn't bad enough, not a... They were just released on their own recognizance to return in a week for arraignment. Guess what happened in that span of time? Oh, nobody showed up? They fled. They fled. 
they and, fled to California is what oh, they think. Are you kidding and, me, Rick? And, and when they got let out, the video, I sent you the video, they come out and there's news people snapping pictures of them. They're flipping people off. They hate this country. They're going, ha ha. They're like got this smug look on their face like, we got away with it. What are you going to do about it? And nobody beat them up? And I'm like, oh, why are you allowed to stay here? Now, let me just tell you something. Staten Island Borough President Vito Fosala. <laughs> that doesn't sound too... Oh, Vito. You want to have Vito on your side, not against you. Vito said, the Big Apple should not have been surprised by a vicious migrant mob attack on two of New York's finest. We warned about this years ago, letting all these migrants in. Now we're getting the worst of the worst out of Mexico, whether they're from Mexico or other areas they are coming through Mexico. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't deport these individuals immediately. I got a reason. You can't find them now. They're gone. Now, I I want you to reflect on this. Back in 2015, when Trump came down the escalator and announced he was running for president, do you remember the amount of crap he got for saying this? When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some... I assume are good people. Now, that went on until now. That started the whole, he's a racist, he's a, what was the words? Uh, Xenophobe. Xenophobe, all this stuff. That's funny. Fast forward eight years later, here's the Staten Island Borough president saying, uh, most of the illegals that we've encountered are tied to crimes, including rape, murder, and robbery. Isn't that what Mr. Trump just said? He just said that. How come he's not getting all craps? Oh, I don't know. Is he a Democrat? I don't know. What, what's that? I don't know. Funny thing is, is just yesterday, Jill brought this to the table, yeah. the story of the terrorist who just came in. He's a convicted terrorist, came to the border. Somebody asked him, hey, uh, you here for the American dream? Well, he wanted the, the American dream, right? No, no, no. I came here for something else. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. I came here to defense against the inhumanity that's what's happening in our... Basically, he says he came here for justice. He's a terrorist who's going to actually plan out a terrorist act, and someday we'll pay for it, unfortunately, because we're stupid. Now, let me ask you this, because ICE just got like 171 like dangerous criminals... Is this just for optics, or is uh-huh. we just managed to get a few? But I think that they got they had to get some to to make you go see we're we're doing it, and you're like, oh, okay, well they got some people. Well, here's the thing: like when you hear the ice guy talk about the people they picked up, this is only 171 at large non citizens who are wanted for or who have already been convicted of horrible, almost unspeakable crimes like assault against children, including sexual assault and murder. This operation took place in 25 major cities across the country, places where unlawfully present non-citizens were moving freely after being accused or convicted of truly heinous crimes or threatening our peace and security in the United States. And to reiterate what Trump said, some of them are good people. I mean, I I have some some that came from Cuba just recently, so I can vouch for that. But there's a lot of them because we don't vet anybody. They're just no. pouring in. No, because if you heard any of these people or you caught these guys at the border, you wouldn't let them in. 103 had convictions or pending charges for assaulting or for assault against children, including sexual assault, and 10 had pending charges or convictions of homicide or murder. Great. And that's just out of the 170 that they did grab. Telling you. 
you're going to start turning Americans into vigilantes because they're going to feel like they have no other choice. Or my other tinfoil terrible thought is they go, you know, a year or two down the road, we go, all right, we got to figure out who needs to be here and who doesn't. Everybody line up and bring your papers. Mm -hmm. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. No. All right, let's go to Chicago for just a second. This is actually kind of comical. Chicago City Council met on Wednesday along with Mayor, um, that guy's a psycho. He makes Lori Lightfoot look like somebody sane. Uh, Mr. Johnson, Brandon Johnson. So get this. And this is funny. It's it's a coincidence that really, really, I swear to you, happened to me yesterday. So I'm reading the story about the mayor and their city council voting on, ready? Voting on a resolution that calls for the permanent ceasefire in Gaza. The Chicago City Council, which apparently has nothing else to do, is voting on a permanent ceasefire resolution for Gaza. Why is Chicago voting on that? Right. Isn't that interesting? So they have, there's nothing going on. There's peace in the streets. Everything's great. There's great landscaping. It's beautiful. The buildings have been scrubbed. So anyway, the mayor is sitting there and the vote is a tie. But then the mayor, the mayor casts his vote and the resolution is passed. And all the crazy paid for activists in the background whoop it up. I will exercise my vote and my right and my vote aye. Yeah! Those people are paid for by George Soros mm-hmm. and left far left wing activists. That's what that is. So because the mayor voted, uh, the rule was passed and he was the rule, the tiebreaker. Now, while I'm doing this story, by the way, it's funny because I don't know if I should play the montage first. Let me do you. OK, so I'm doing the story and I'm on the Fox 32 Chicago website mm-hmm. while I'm doing the story because I'm thinking, wait a minute. Chicago is just Littered with crime and murders. Oh, did Gaza do a ceasefire for Chicago? <laughs> no, Netanyahu didn't didn't wow. do a press conference about oh. the Chicago resolution, unfortunately. But this popped up, and you know how they pop up in the top yeah. says notification. We have to update you right now. Some breaking news uh, just into the newsroom. Three people uh, shot on the north side. Scott Fox is live over the scene on West Thornhill. This is a look from the ground for you here, uh, just a couple of blocks west of Broadway. That's the Edgewater neighborhood. We understand two of the victims are in critical condition. All three were rushed to the hospital. As soon as we learn more, we will update you. That I swear to you, that really happened. So then, in I'll, other news, ceasefire. Right in Gaza, but I no because I've ADD. I can get my attention can go left any second, can mm. go left or right, and then the rest of the thirty minutes, forty minutes later, go. Oh, God, what did I just do? So how long did you spend shopping for blenders? No, this was like forty five <laughs> minutes. I started to look at all the other TV stations in Chicago, and I looked only in the last twenty four hours, and I put it all together. Oh gosh! So they're busy at the city council in Chicago voting for a ceasefire for Gaza, and this is what I found: twenty four hours of news. Students really grieved their classmates, identified by the medical examiner as sixteen year old Davion Gibson. And two other students were shot. Second shooting in the last week involving teenage students in Chicago. Witnesses say a shootout happened in the AutoZone parking lot. Chicago police investigate a shooting and an apparent robbery of an off-duty Chicago firefighter. A group is expected to announce a monetary reward later this morning for information leading to the arrest of the person responsible for the killing of that food delivery driver. One person is killed in a shooting and crash in the East Garfield Park neighborhood. Thank God I was not, you know, walking through here when it, when you know, when it, it, it happened, you know. Wow. Sweaty, 24 hours. 
Minimum. And Chicago's known for that. I mean, that's it's, it's every it's you, every weekend. If you put that together every week, it'd probably be the same. There's a mass shooting every weekend, and nobody reports it in Chicago because you know it's a Democrat city. It's been blue for Crazy. centuries, well, decades. What's centuries. Lori Lightfoot up to now? By the way, ah, she's getting her hair done. <laughs> I'm sad. Your hilarious little mayor's got to go away. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just visually, one of the funniest people of all time. You'd think somebody that looks like that would have to be competent. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see someone like that, you're like, well, obviously, she must be the best politician and mayor of all time. Surely you can't be just a horrendous mayor and look, look that funny as well. <laughs> it's so right. Finally, in the spring of 2020, Terrence Riley left his position as the chief marketing officer for Crocs. Oh. He's the one that is solely responsible for, for the, doing the truck nuts on the back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. No, the amazing, the amazing. Um, the shoes that only nurses and chefs should be allowed to wear. That is Crocs today, the footwear brand, and it became. He became president of the. Um, Anyway, he, he did really great. And uh, then he thought, well, I'll take my success somewhere else. So then he was hired as president of the beverage container manufacturer, Stanley. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, so uh, he started by selling workaday flasks for more than a century. They've been selling those, but he tried to market them better. And uh, the croc man decided that he was going to, you know, take his expertise and make Stanley Cups the biggest cup out in the market. Because, you know, Yeti cornered the market with the expensive cup that the ice never melts thing. Yeah. And he's pretty much done that. But this time... He's doing little rubber things you can put on him? Right. Oh. <laughs> no. It wasn't all him. It seems like it was a perfect storm of... Circum- what was that thing Jim Carrey did, that movie that failed? Uh, unfortunate... What was it? A something... Oh, a series, series of, of unfortunate, unfortunate events. events. This was a series of fortunate events for Mr. Terrence Riley. Not only was he a great marketer, and he put together a great marketing campaign for Stanley, but at the same time, uh, there was a fire. This woman was driving in her car, car caught fire, car burnt to the ground. The Stanley Cup survived with ice in it. Remember this? Yes. And then in the in the camera, she gets up with the Stanley Cup they had taken out of the firefighters, got the cup out of the car. Marketing gold. Yeah. And they're shaking. She's, make sure you put the logo front. Forward, facing forward, she shook the cup and you could hear the clinking of the ice. Uh-huh. Yeah, now that is a testimonial. That started the whole incredible rise to uh, Stanley Cup fame. Then on top of that, just a few weeks ago, we saw what happened with Target. Yeah, with their Valentine's Day Stanley Cups. People were fighting each other like it was Tickle Me Elmo back oh. circa 1991. And they had to ban the employees from even buying them. Yeah, they it, got, people got fired. It went crazy. So uh, we got to say Terrence Riley may have been the marketing genius and did have some great ideas for Stanley, but now they have the most successful cup, cup in the business, but it's because of the ladies' fire, because of Target, because of all the news that got over that and Stanley Cup, people are paying a fortune. They're like 50 bucks. Sometimes well, more. Well, now they're getting on the average $70 a cup for a really? cup that holds water. We should have bought some a long time ago and then hawked them for double the price. Now, if you can't afford, stamp because your kids are all going to want them. Yeah. And they have, them out, they have a series out now that matches your clothes. Oh, yeah. They have one to match every outfit. Oh, really? Yeah. You can get them customized. You can get them engraved. I mean, it's like a piece of jewelry. Yeah. It's coming cornflower blue. It's an accessory. Right. But if you can't afford that, there's another company that's sort of like Stanley Cup that's offering cups for a lot less. This is Stanley, proprietor of Stanley's Cups. With the popularity of Stanley Cups, we finally got enough money to make our own commercial. We've got red soul 
Polo Cups for beer, Dixie Cups for shots, and Stanley's got the cutest teacup chihuahua. That's right, Stanlita. Plus, Stanley's Cups fit in any budget. Not like them $40 Stanley Cups you'll get a black eye trying to buy at Target. Save on collectibles from Marvel's recent string of flops with a set of four superhero cups. I mean three superhero cups. Plus, we've a great selection of bras ears for the ladies. We got triple A cups for my stepniece's toddlers in Tierra audition and triple D cups for my Mima's heavy hangers. Stanley's Cups is located between the Dollar Store and Dollar General and the old location of Dollar Tree. It was a COVID testing center in between. Stanley's Cups, where you'll wish you were wearing a cup when our low prices kick you in the groin. Oh! That was supposed to be a sound effect. It's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So there's a lot going on in Orlando this weekend, just so you know. The Pro Bowl is here. Um, that is taking place. Is that a Camping World Stadium? If you can't get out there, by the way, it's going to be on ABC and ESPN starting at 3 o'clock. And it's not just a game anymore. It's a whole, like, gladiator thing. They have the gridiron gauntlet, the tug of war, the move the chains. They got seven-on-seven flag football. Uh, CJ Stroud, Baker Mayfield, a bunch of players that aren't in the Super Bowl are going to be there. So that's cool. Is this the first year they're doing all the extra stuff? I think so. I think that might mean that the Pro Bowl isn't very cool and not very popular and no one cares. So oh, stop. we got to add fun. some zhuzh into this. Uh, get, uh, get, how about pies on the face? Put that up. Uh, it's fun uh, players that are obviously not going to the Super Bowl, but a lot of big names are going to be there. Yeah, but when like you have who? to add the circus game. Is Gary going to be there? I just said the couple names. You don't listen oh. to me ever. I don't even know why I work here anymore. Um... <laughs> It's not for our delightful wit and banter. (laughs) Nobody ever listens to me. Uh, Megacon is also this weekend. That is, do you know what that is, Rick? Or if I tell you, yeah, are you going to turn the other way and not nah, listen to what I say? a bunch of furries go there. And well, it's, yeah, it's the Transformers Club. It's Pull called Cosplay. Jump, pull each other's tails. Yeah, so. Uh, is no, that your tail? There's oh, cosplay rules. You have to ask permission to interact with cosplay with the other person. But oh, you do? Yeah, so uh, that's taking place at the convention center. There's going to be a bazillion people there. So if you're out in that area and you're wondering why all the traffic is out there, that goes on through Sunday. Well, how do you ask permission to do the thing? You're like, hello, would you like to pretend? Tend with me here yeah. in the aisle. It's like you have to, there's signs everywhere about it. I don't know. I've never participated in the costume dressing and the cosplaying. I've just gone to go look because it's pretty mesmerizing. You the don't have a I, Jedi out for a Spider-Man outfit? I don't. Did they going to have litter boxes there for the I don't think it's that furries. kind of thing. I, the the furry's going to be there. No, but I don't think they, you're referring to the, the kids that like go to school and pretend to pee in litter boxes. This is not what that is. Be there. This is like, and then, <laughs> trust me. They have celebrities there, like the cast of uh, Stranger Things is going to be there. Um, For what? Because they do celebrity appearances, oh. and you can pay to meet, meet all these people. Is that like cast Sat- of Back to the Future is going to well, be there. Like the Saturday Night Live skit with Star Trek. Remember that when they were at the uh, cosplay at the um, Comic Con? <laughs> it's going to be fun. Though. Remember that one? You didn't remember that one? <laughs> I think so. Uh, and the Grammys I'm are of Galaxy Quest. The Grammys are this Sunday as well. Those are going to be the Grammys. What's that? It's the Singer Rewards. <sighs> it's going to be on CBS and I think Paramount Plus. Are we taking um, bets on how many Taylor Swift is going to win? Well, she's nominated for quite a bit. Nobody's watching these things. Why do they keep doing them? Because you do know they just the have... elite and the rich people have to give yeah. each other awards and make them feel so. Yeah, make but them why do they just? Better. Why do they just do closed circuit TV so they only go know. to their homes? I mean, they can all watch themselves. Well, Pre- you know, pre-recorded, the... go home and watch yourself. Be great about yourself. I am excited about one person this year. 
year. And that is Billy Joel because Billy Joel is performing at the Grammys for the first time in 22 years. And he's got a brand new song out for the first time in 17 years. If you haven't heard it, it's called Turn the Lights Back On. But I see you now as we're laying in the darkness. Did I wait too long to turn the lights back on? Why are you laughing? Because they all sound the same. No, because he's old now and he's got to sing about stuff that he experiences, like turning the lights on. It's turning, not about his utility, turning, stupid. Turning his uh, foot warmer on, you know. Turning the foot warmer on. You know, bingo waits for you. It's a new song from the piano man. A brilliant new song sounds right. I'm going to take a sit for all this pain. Make sure there's some Epsom salts tonight. Look, if I'm 74 years old and I'm still touring and making a bazillion dollars, I consider that a success. Such a weird guy when I met him. Very shy. Super See, I, shy. I love him so much. I've always wanted to meet him. That was the first concert I ever went to. Yeah, he didn't say anything when you meet him. It's like Janet Jackson. I remember meeting Janet oh, Jackson. she's quiet as a mouse. Fragile. It's like, Janet, nice, nice to meet you. What? Very shy. What? Are you okay? Is your boob okay from that whole thing? Oh, gosh, you didn't seen, ask uh, for that. You ever seen Billy Joel's daughter? Yeah, no, she's beautiful. She, oh, yeah. Is she? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's the jeans? You know, they get special well, Hollywood Christy, jeans. It was Christy Brinkley's daughter. Mm. Oh, Christy that's Brinkley's. why. Mm. Christy Blink- Brinkley So DNA. Christy Brinkley and him have two children, two daughters. One looks exactly like Billy, and one looks exactly like Christy, and they're both models. The one that looks like Billy Joel, I forget her name. She's gorgeous. What is what is the one that looks like Billy have? She's beautiful. Does she model for contact lenses? No, she's she's she does have big eyes. <laughs> Um, she does have the really big eyes. Oh, and, Alexa, yeah, she yeah. had a lot of plastic surgery. She's though. pretty though. I think she's. I think they're both beautiful. The one that looked like Billy Joel had a lot of surgery. Why, why do you say that? Well, because she did. Oh, yeah. Look at there's before and after pictures. Almost oh, gotcha. unrecognizable. Can we get a um, timestamp as to when Billy Joel's going to appear so we only can tune in for that? Yeah, I will. I want to watch that. I want to watch his performance Is and the- I want to watch. It's going to be probably of that song, or maybe he'll do a montage. I have no idea. Thirty-eight eleven on the no- nose. We want to know the exact time, so we can just slide the slider. I'll look on YouTube. Other people performing. I don't think you care about. Joni Mitchell's going to perform. What's that going to be like? Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell's going to perform. Yes. I mean, I love Joni Mitchell. When my college day, she was number one. You two is going to really? perform. You're a Joni Mitchell guy. Billy, I was a Joni Mitchell fan for a little while. That was in my liberal days. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, I was all squishy. Lenny Kravitz, Christina Aguilera, Oprah Winfrey, Lionel Richie. Oprah They're, Winfrey's going to perform? These are presenters that you are You get a now. statue! You get a statue! You all get a statue! Oh, she's going to ask Stedman to come out. All right, sit. Roll over. <laughs> Watch him go over these it's little... It's not America's Got Talent. <laughs> he does the, the little obstacle course where the dog goes back and forth. And come on, Stedman, you can do it. Good boy, Stedman. Gail, put him in his cage. Oh, he just <laughs> pooped on the carpet. Dad Stedman. Finally, um, there's this teacher that was fed up with this little girl that could not stop cursing in front of the entire class. So this is a thing you'll see on social media. I saw mom do it with her daughter, and it was hilarious. She couldn't stop cursing, so she brings her in front of, into the bathroom. She goes, well, since you can't stop with your profanity, I'm going to... It's... Do it over there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going to put you in front of this mirror, and you could curse as much as you want in the bathroom by yourself and get it all out. I want you to have a nice release and get it all out. She's like, okay. So the teacher leaves, and the little girl at first sits there like, she feels like it's trapped. She's like, I don't know if I should. And then she's like, no, no, really. And she, the lady, are you doing it? Are you saying all the words? She's like, no, okay. And she has a camera set up, so she's looking at the mirror, and she's like, stupid bitch. <laughs> stupid bitch. And you could see her, and then she unloads. She's like, 
mother effer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy cow, this little girl that is this cute little thing dressed in pink with these little curly hair just went crazy. But you could tell it made her feel better. You have the same routine before the show, don't you? Rick does, yeah. (laughs) I I could imagine the comments were just scathing. Everyone, well, some people were like, okay, that was cute and good for her. And you could tell, a lot of people said you could tell how much better she felt. Some people were like, well, what a horrible parent you are. That's amazing that you let her use that kind of profanity. Do you remember that cute, cute little girl with a pixie haircut? And this was back about 10 years ago. And she she was, uh, they knock on her door and she comes out and the mother's behind her. And she goes, I was told that your mother's going to, uh, take care of the boogeyman that's living under your bed. She goes, yeah, she's going to kick his ass. Remember that? I don't. Oh, God, it's the cutest video ever. I have to look it she's up. She's so freaking cute, and she says that. I she love goes, that. She's going to kick his ass. I have to look that up. But this, if you if you are okay with this kind of teaching, parenting, teaching, whatever you want to call it, uh, there's a school for that. My child is struggling in school and having a hard time fitting in with other kids. I wish there was help. Now there is at Swearin Learning Center. Yes, we'll give your children the skills they need to use foul language just like the rest of the kids. My little Timmy loves Swearing Learning Center, right, buddy? I sure as do, Mom. Oh, wow. No matter how many times I hear you talk like that, it still takes me by surprise. That place is Yes, all of the other kids use foul language, and now your child can too at Swearin Learning Center. So, how was everybody's day today? It was fine. Mine was great as Timmy, where did you learn to talk like that? At Swearin Learning Center. Because I don't like it. I love it. Swearin Learning Center. Enroll your child today. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Dylan Spokestag. Interesting story here. Former escort and Playboy model Rachel Kennedy needed to get to the bottom of the murder of her brother, Joshua Sutter. Let me take a look here. Sutter was stabbed 10 times in January by uh, of 2015 by his roommate, Ricardo Medina, who some might remember from the Power Rangers television series. He was, uh, which ranger was he? He was the... Red uh, one. No, 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 no. He wasn't the Green red. one. The blue one? Whatever. Anyway, Kennedy wanted to ensure that the killer of her brother faced justice, so she went to extreme lengths. Kennedy says she put 100% of her time and effort into fighting Medina and even finding, fighting, fighting Medina and even uh, befriending police officers, screwing them and doing whatever she had to do to get information and get them to do the right thing. Oh, wow. Did I just read that? Kennedy adds that she did some dirty, nasty things she never thought she'd do to make sure that justice was served. Eventually, Kennedy was able to retrieve crime scene photos that refuted Medina's alibi and Medina was eventually hit with a six-year prison sentence for killing Sutter with a samurai sword. Why is it only six years? And which cop was hiding the information? And a sword. So she she had sex with cops just to get to the evidence room. Wow. That's bad. Holy crap. All oh. right. I guess that's a virtuous story. Hmm. Jeez. Truly Hard Seltzer has introduced an ultra-limited edition hot wing sauce-flavored seltzer, which initially sold out quickly, but is expected to be restocked. The unique boozy beverage is available in a four-pack of 16-ounce cans exclusively through GiveThemBeer.com for 24 bucks. You need a 16-ounce can of that? Hot wing sauce-flavored seltzer bubbly red goo? That does not sound good. Why, why would you want that? And you can't get that done in 8 to 12 ounces? You need 16 ounces of that? The whole thing is just... Uh, is it meant to be refreshing? I don't know. It's just, it just sounds gross. I'll have to try it, I guess. But uh, social media 
uh, critics say that it's horrible. So we'll see what happens with that. So uh, the Conk Republic Marine Army, that's down in the Keys if you don't know what Conk means. Um, they, uh, they're a nonprofit group that goes around cleaning up the Keys constantly. They go both sides of the keys and pick up junk and pieces of cars and garbage and plastic and stuff humans leave there. The Conch Republic? The Conch Republic. Marine Army. So Missouri teens came from a school up there and they came for a field trip. They were here for a week to help them out picking up junk. They found 350 pounds of trash, but they found something they didn't expect to find. One of the students came over to me with a plastic wrapped. I said, uh, I think that's what I think it is. And turned out it was a kilo of cocaine. We put it in a bucket and uh, called the local sheriff's office. So this is the cocaine. It is now secure in evidence at a border patrol facility. Agents tell us the estimated street value, about $35,000. Now, cops down there were, you know, were called and they picked up the package and it's in evidence room now. Numerous bundles of cocaine have washed up ashore in Florida Keys over the past few years, and some have been spotted floating in the water. The police there say the best course of action is to call local law enforcement. I'm so sure you would do that immediately, right? Look, no one's saying you got to keep the whole kilo. Just be like, look, I found this open package, officer. What's in there? Like, do they search you when you get, hey, look what I found? They're like, all right, empty your pockets. We know this isn't the only one. You got more on here? Yeah, we'll be upside down by the ankles, shake you, into the, shake you out by the sand right there. I mean, I, it, it's just a lot. $35,000 street value? Yeah. Little package. You know, you've seen the price of a car nowadays, or the price of anything, really? That's a good down payment. You know? So one of the students on the way back to Missouri stopped off at a phone booth and called somebody. You still got the money? Yeah. And I got the Yale. You got the Yale? Yeah, right. Bring it here. Nice. You know what he says next, right? You watch a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Starts it all off for him, doesn't it? Yep. No tips required at the pizza shop at Canada Pizza Hut. is going viral after employees posted a sign, which apparently they were too busy doing nothing to check the spelling on it. You see, they're going to close the dining room for some uh, repairs on something that burst in the kitchen. So the sign was supposed to say, due to unforeseen circumstances, we're closing the dining room tonight. Well, apparently, again, the correct uh, t- correction autocorrect took over, and the sign. How do you not see this? So they print the sign out. They tape it to the front door of the restaurant. It says, "Due to unforeseen circumcisions, the dining room is closed tonight." <laughs> Hospital across the street didn't even. They just in two seconds wrote another sign that said, "We'll take care of that." What is this, Moyle's Pizza over there? What do they got going on? I don't know. Hungry? I sure am. Need a circumcision? Um, a what now? Then come to Pizza Cut, where we're serving up delicious pizzas along with circumcisions. Thanks for calling Pizza Cut. What can I get you? Yeah, I'd like a large meat lover's pizza. Would you like to add a circumcision for just a dollar? Sure, I guess so. My baby hasn't gotten it done yet. How about two for two dollars? Well, I... You'll love Pizza Cut. The pizza at Pizza Cut is great, and the circumcisions are... Pretty good too. Oh boy, I need some ice. Pizza cut. Get your pizza and circumcision today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Another hour of the fun stuff on deck. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Top five, top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Five big ones to number one as the countdown rolls on. That's right. Live from our studios, sort of, in Maitland, Florida, it's the Friday Top 5. 
featuring Rick Stacy. Hey man, what's going on? Jill Buckos. <laughs> getting a root canal and smokestack. <laughs> now today's top five uh, category is going to be pain and hurt. Yeah, this ought to be very upbeat. <laughs> Actually, mine is. I tried my best, but a lot of songs about pain and hurting aren't the most cheerful I've discovered. Yeah, that's true, too. But uh, let's go. We have the top five. Jill left her top five, so you'll enjoy that while she's getting her t- teeth drilled. Wow, bold. Do you have? She a- left it here for us to just make fun of at will with no defense? That's right. We also have some drilling sound effects, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Clips from Marathon Man would be appropriate. But here's my first song, number five. Dang it. You have that? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, there's not a lot of songs with hurt in it. We're all going to have the same songs. Eh, strong possibility. There he is. Herbert Bob Joseph Culture Club Boy, whatever his name is. All right, here's Smoke's number five song. (laughs) Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, I try to put it, uh, you know how I do. If I take my obvious ones, I throw them right at the front so I can head you off at the pass. All right, here's number five, the alternate. Here we go. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, wait, Carly Simon, right? Is that Carly Simon? Yeah. Whatever happened to her? I don't know. I think her and James Taylor just still, you know. Oh, she was married to him? Yeah. Yeah, you're so vain's about him. Really? Yeah. What a generic couple. Him with the sweater and her with the sweater. <laughs> Imagine how boring it is to be invited over their house. How you doing, James? Yeah, I'm your handyman. Hey, Carly. All right, already with the pain. Oh my God! I mean, I can't. You know, I I know it has this word pain in the title. Do you remember her other song? Didn't she do "Send in the Clowns" or something like that? Was that her? Was that her? I thought that was Jody Mitchell. No, that was Judy Collins. Oh, Judy Collins. You talk about a depressing song. I don't even send know. The clowns. And honestly, if I'm depressed, don't send a clown in there. It's going to make it worse. All right, here we go. This is Jill's number five song on the countdown. Jill. should have sifted through her list as she isn't here to see which songs we have so we wouldn't play them and they'd ruin yeah. it. Didn't she think we're both going to have that song? You know, you figure. She knows us well enough. But I also know her well enough to know that, yeah, I can see her throwing this in there. She figured, I'm not going to be there, so whatever. Let them deal with it. It'll be fine. All right, fine. 
All right, King of Pain. Okay, let's go to the phones. Uh, Elaine is on line one. Elaine, what do you got for us? Hurt and pain because of Jill's root canal. (laughs) (laughs) Love hurts by Nazareth. Ah. Okay. Would have never thought of that. Okay, I got four songs left. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bad idea. Well... We should have done songs with hog in the title for Groundhog's Day. Hog? Yeah, that narrows it down. <laughs> Playing Jill's favorite part just for her guitar solo. What year was this? I don't know, 1975? Probably right, actually. Oh, wow, look it. They're coming to tour. They'll be in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, in Canada soon. Behind the Canadian dollar store? (laughs) No, at the Demera Day Spa? They are not. That's what it says. Nearest event. Look at Ticketmaster, Demera Day Spa, Saskatoon. Saskatoon will never be the same. Nazareth, live. Behind the day spa in the strip mall. <laughs> VIP ticket holders get a free Matty Petty. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. How oh. far have you? I thought it was bad that Uncle Cracker was going to be at the, uh, what was it, the Apopka <laughs> dollar store? <laughs> Uncle Cracker. But now we got Nazareth behind the uh, this day spa in Canada at Saskatoon. <laughs> the Saskatoon Arena was booked, so we had to put him behind the day spa. Catch Night Ranger next weekend at the Ace Hardware. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's pretty much what it's come to. Alright, All right, number this, four? This is my number four song. I don't really want to challenge you. Oh. Is this Rod Stewart? Yeah. Tonight I'm yours in parentheses, don't hurt me. Oh, very parentheses. Don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Every time, all the times I've heard that song, at least a million times, top 40, I never knew it said, don't hurt me, don't hurt me in there. All right, let's go to Smoke's number four song. Here we go. Never heard this in my life, but it's good. Ohio Players? Is this the Ohio Players? Yeah, it's got the bald chick on the front and like the S&M gear. Never heard this song in my life. Kind of a shocking album cover for his day, I suppose. Wow. Great song. <laughs> you know, it's not really up there with fire, but yeah. Okay, you don't mind if I fade that out? No, a no, early? it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure Jill's waiting in the waiting room, listening to the trumpet solo, very upset that it's now gone. Okay, here we go. This is Jill's number four song, "Hurt and Pain" song. Just gonna stand there, watch me. Surprise. Is this Rihanna? They all sound the same. I don't know anymore. Katy Perry. Lady Boobs. And who's this? 
Yeah, I think this is Rihanna. I love the way you lie. Oh, yeah, this is a song she did with Eminem. What's it called? I think it's Love the Way You Lie. How does that have to do with pain and hurt? Uh, it's because she's hurt because he lied? Be lied to or, but she loves it. Okay, whatever. All right, let's go to line one. Who do we have? Jen. Jen, what do you got for us? Uh, pain and hurt. Hey, I have love. Oh, my God, I forgot. But Def Leppard. <laughs> I love bites. Oh, great love one. Bites, love bites. That's painful. Good thinking. I'm jealous. That was a good idea. Yeah. But love bites, get it? The bite, teeth, dentist. Yeah. A lot of hurting, a lot of biting. You have not played a Marathon Man clip yet. Oh, no, I definitely need to. Yeah, cue that up. I love this part. Little tam- little tambourine there, just for effect. All right, there you go. Great pick, great idea there. Genius, as a matter of fact. Thank you, Jen. Bye, Jen. Sorry for the brain fart. Okay. <laughs> We're having a lot of them over here. All right. Here we go. So today's topic is hurt and pain because Jill's getting a root canal as we speak. Is it safe? Look, I tell you, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's going well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we go back to my list. Top five, hurt and pain. This is my number three. Well, let me tell you about it. Oh, okay. Was this Linda Ronstadt? Yeah. Nice. I mean, not nice, but good pick. <laughs> Thanks. She had a great voice. Kind of dumb, though. Why'd you say that? I'll tell you in a minute. Hold on. Enjoy the song. Solo. Yeah, so Linda Ronstadt came into the studio. Um, this is she's a she's having like number one hits in a row, and um, she's like all the rage when when I interviewed her. And my producer did the dead on Casey Casey I've ever heard, right on it. But he's 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 bald, he's tall, he looks nothing like Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem lives just a few miles from Linda Ronstadt in Bel Air. Oh, really? Yeah. So you would figure she's in the music business. She's got four number ones. She probably hears her songs counted down on Casey Kasem, right? She's sitting across from me in Atlanta. And my producer comes in and sits down. I say, I don't say anything. I'm talking to Linda Ronstadt. Tape's rolling. And she stops the interview for just a second and says, hey, because he did in the middle of it, he was doing his Casey Kasem. Linda Ronstadt. Coming in at number one. (laughs) And she looks over at him. She goes... You're Casey Kasem? No. I swear no. to God. I mean, granted, like, you heard the guy more than you saw him, but still. No, no. You you have number one records. You live in Los Angeles. He's your neighbor. 
He's pictured. This was when Casey Kasem was at, was the countdown man, and his he, wife was still letting him out of the house. Yeah, he was right. She didn't have to the radiator yet. <laughs> right, and she goes, "That's your you're Casey Kasem," and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm talking to a dunce." I can't believe you haven't seen me in my lawn, Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> I'm out there collecting the paper in my underwear every morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's pretty good. All right, uh, this is uh, Smoke's number three song on the countdown. Hurt and Pain, Jill's getting a root canal. Here we go. Here we go. Now. Where are you getting all this old school funk? It's what I listen to. (laughs) Nobody knows these songs. Didn't this get sampled for a rap record later on? Uh, I don't know. When's you know this, though. Oh, yeah. No, this is Kid and Play. Well, it's I'm technically Brick, but yeah. Oh, it's Brick. Yeah. But yeah, Kid and Play, that's what I was thinking of. They do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. I can't believe you didn't get the kid and play version. That was the hit. I yeah, I just that's the one I had. Lazy. Well, you know, it's eleven o'clock. All right, uh, let's go to Jill's number three song, "Hurt and Pain." She left us her list. This is um, Flat Rascals. Yes. Yeah, Jill's going through a country phase right now. Yeah. Yep. There's a sad violins. Jill's listening to some sad country. It's hard to deal with the pain of losing you. There's pain. You think she was at her computer last night like... Sad songs about root canal <laughs> country. You know, you know what Rascal Flats, who Rascal Flats really are? That's Alabama. Yeah? Remember the band Alabama? Yeah, you think that's him? All right, was that number uh, three? Okay. Number three. Now we go to our listeners on the line right now. DJ is on line what? DJ, what do you have for us on the countdown? Hey, Rich Stacey, you guys are awesome. I got Hadaway. What is love? Oh! Ah. love? Maybe don't hurt me. Right! Nice. God, I must have been stoned last night. I, don't really, I didn't think this out. You think he's still living off the money for me? Oh, yeah. It's played everywhere still. Every time you watch Night at the Roxbury, they get some money. Doug Butabi, Steve Butabi. You guys brothers? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right in this era, there was a lot of aerobics going on in the music videos. <laughs> yeah, you know? There was, there was. strikes me as odd is his eyes never really fully open during the music video. They're always just kind of half closed the whole time. 
This should give every aspiring singer hope that you can have a hit record too. I mean, basically, this guy is just like, you only need one. What else did he do? I challenge you to come up with one other Hathaway song. No, plus, I mean, it's like, uh, all right, bring it down. Hey, thanks for your call, man. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, DJ. Yeah, bird, y'all have a good weekend. You too, DJ. Take care. I mean, but that guy, that's like barely, that's like class C singing. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest records ever. Dude, I mean, I'm sure the movie helped, but. I mean, Vanilla Ice, what better example? Oh, yeah. All right, we go back to my list. I know what the next song is. I'll skip it. It's King of Pain. This is my number two song. Songs about hurt and pain, because Jill is right now, as we do the countdown, getting a root canal. I knew you'd have this. I almost grabbed it. I'm like, no, this just smells like Rick. What else? What else? Smells like me. Come on, come on. Well, I'm a new kid. I'm just coming up. A lot of rappers think that I can't tear it up. Well, I'm going to show them and ignore them. And when they think I ain't looking, I form. I mean, take them out. I keep grooving. A slick bass line, keep the beat moving. They can't take it. They just fake it. They wonder how the raw bass make it. I get ill. You know the deal. Because this is how the raw bass feel. Joy. Come on, come, come on. Pump it up. Pain. Pump it up. Pump it up. Now. Sunshine. What else? Come on. Rain. Here we go. Here, Here we, we go. go. Joy. Palm it up. Palm it up now. Pain. Keep it going. Keep it going. Sunshine. Yeah. And rain. Palm it up. Palm it up. Baseline. Baseline. <clears throat> Gotta love this song. Yeah, it is good. All right. We go back to your list. And this is, uh, what are we up to? Number two. Number two. Oh, thank you. Van Halen, House of Pain. On Classic Rock 105.9. Never heard that song in my life. You have a knack for picking songs nobody ever heard. Well, you know, it, it, it's Van Halen. I'm Here's uh, Jill's number two song about pain and... Never On the Miserable Bitches Tour tonight, Adele. Jill, how you doing? <laughs> Oh, poor Jill, still at the dentist. Please don't worry. I'm not going into that cavity. That nerve's already dying. A live, freshly cut nerve is infinitely more sensitive. So, I'll just drill into a healthy tooth until I reach the pulp. (laughs) That word pulp just kills me every time. Until I reach the The pulp. pulp. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got Janelle on line three. Janelle songs about hurt and pain, which I just felt with that drill. Go What do you got? <laughs> I thought we should lighten it up a little bit with Everybody Hurts from R.E.M. Oh. Right. Lighten it up. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody hurts. Sometimes. 
His vibrato can be a little sheepish. Yeah. Good old Michael Stipe. Such a happy guy. <laughs> but appropriate song for the countdown. Thank you very much, Janelle. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. It's going to be beautiful tomorrow. No, not so much Sunday, but hey. Now we can do all right, let's go back because now it's number one time for everybody here number on the round. One. Number one. Here's my number one, Hurt and Pain. Ah, no. Jill had that. That was her first song out. Here's my alternate number one. With... No, we already had that. Let me see if I got anything left. I think that's it. Here's another number one. Ah, dude, I don't have any more songs. I am out of songs. Let's go to Smoke's number one song. Ow. <laughs> oh. There's just not many songs in this category. Here's your alternate number one song. Hurt. The Spice Girls? Cheryl Crow. You know, you're impossible. Oh, like no one's ever heard of Cheryl Crow. No, but even when there's a song that was a big hit by Rod Stewart, you play a one by an alternate artist that wasn't a hit. What? She, that's not her greatest hits album. People have heard that one. That wasn't a, yeah, they know the okay, song. Okay, I'll tell you. Big, you think that Rod Stewart's version is more popular? No, absolutely. Go look it up. Maybe back in my day uh, when Rod Stewart uh, was still wearing his cheetah print, it was the I didn't even craze. know that Cheryl Crow did that song. What, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. You've her, worked in radio for decades. Okay, You've her, never... Her, her big song was uh, the one with the beer, with the labels on the beer. Uh, I, all I want to do is have some fun, then we'll soak up the sun. I never heard her do that one. Rod Stewart had the big hit with that one. Okay. First cut is the deepest. Yeah, she had the version was huge, too. Where? In your bedroom? Uh, no, everywhere. Fine. What am I doing? I'm telling you, she, she, it, it was big. All right, let's go to Jill's number one. I'm sure it's one we already played. Here it is. Oh, pain as is in painful listen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This was painful. It was a bad idea. Tell me John Kerry and her are not brother and sister. You think? Wow. I... Bad hurt. Oh, no, you just ruined Celine for me by comparing her to John Kerry. They're either brother and sister or... I don't know. He's got more horse on his side of the family, <laughs> whatever it is. All right, final call? Uh, yes, we've got Tom on, on line three. Tom, I can't imagine you have a song we haven't played yet. Tom, go ahead. What do you got? All right, we got Team by Three Days Grace. Who? Oh, Three Days Grace. Oh. Okay. Thank you. 
Yep. I listen to this every time I take my arthritis medication. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank Jill, you, Tom. And Jill, I hope the drilling's going pretty good there. I hope it's all right. <laughs> Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. What a world. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 